I was so worried that the aliens had taken out a satellite and, <laughs> and that you wouldn't be able to attach to the call, Gareth. Yeah. That was so scary for me. How aliens amazing would real. that be if Independence Day happened while we were talking about Independence Day? <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> yeah, actually, I would hate that. I really don't want to tempt fate when it comes to d disaster movies at the moment, just because there's so much horrible stuff happening in the world right? constantly. And yeah. ever since we started this show, <laughs> we didn't cause it. But um, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> no, no. Like, it yeah. wouldn't even be that much of a surprise if it was nah. just like, oh, Independence Day's happening. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, okay, that tracks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> They wouldn't even... Oh, the aliens have seen Independence Day as well. They know what to do to oh, avoid a computer virus. True. Yeah, Ind Independence Day gives like a really clear instruction on how to mm. destroy Earth, like a step-by-step -step guide. Yeah. Kind of wild that people made that. <laughs> it's probably like one of the only medias that they've specifically made impossible to beam into space. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> how would they do that? With I some kind know. of some kind of alien tech. Yeah, I don't know. I because like Just... I remember half watching a documentary that was like, when you get to this part of space, you can still hear radio waves from the fifties, and when you get to oh. this part, you can still hear radio waves from the forties. All right. So I assume they just cut Independence Day out of those waves. Hopefully, it's yeah. just lead-lined DVD cases and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only that explains why my Disney Plus subscription was made of lead. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I was wondering about oh. that. It's some kind of like Mandalorian tie-in with like a lot of lead talk. But no, yeah. it's specifically because Independence Day's on there. <laughs> I've got a bit loopy after watching Independence Day. Oh, oh no. Oh, let's, let's crack into talking about it. All right. Um, Crack on in. I'm going to keep most of that preamble, so listeners, welcome. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey. Um, hey. This is this is Sink Floyd. This is it's a podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. And my name is Gareth Blackler, and joining me is James Barron. That's right. Oh, that's true. <laughs> hi, I'm James Barron. <laughs> I tried to hit you with the no comma approach that time. That worked. That was great. A great run-on sentence. I loved Thank it. Thank you. And this show, we take all comers, but we don't take any commas. Wow. That's a good saying. I like that. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was so expecting, like, a laugh break that I took a huge sip of sparkling water. You can edit in some laughs. Oh, good. <laughs> I'll allow you to do that. <laughs> all right, deal. Uh, we watched Independence Day this time it's why we're yeah. a bit mad this is a long one a long movie similar length yeah. to avatar well like yeah not, not three hours but two and a half so an epic yeah. length how you feeling i'm feeling good i watched it sans pink floyd because i've never seen it on friday oh, really? but i did get a phone call during it and missed a huge chunk oh no which meant watching it with pink floyd was very surprising like i did not know they <laughs> talked to an alien at one point oh you missed that bit oh man that's yeah pretty, pretty wild that's a good bit dang yeah how was it for you are you an independence day boy i'm yeah f yeah fairly in independent as a man uh but <laughs> it's yeah i've I like this movie i've seen it before it's, it's all right i, I haven't like 
fully paid attention to it no it's like a definitely like a background blockbuster where there's a lot of a lot of table talk happening right like a lot of people just talking about missions and ops and various things and so i feel like the last time i watched it super wasn't paying attention until the world blow up <laughs> like until the aliens started doing stuff i was like yeah yeah yeah, i get it hoorah america and then <laughs> and then that happened and i was like oh, okay now now you got me now I'm it here. is so strange like i can't imagine anyone watching this in a cinema it's so like you said a background blockbuster for sure yeah 1996 yeah. right so yeah they were coming out in droves for the Independence Day. I hear it did quite well, so, you know. Yeah, it was a surprise. And they rushed it, because they wanted to make this movie, and then they heard um, Mars Attacks was being made. Oh, and they right. had to get it out, A, to meet Independence Day, yeah. and B, to um, beat Mars Attacks, because they couldn't have it come out after a parody, essentially, of it came out. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, yeah. That, would be a, that would be an issue. By the way, Mars Attacks, I would say, is a superior movie, but... Um... That's my hot take at the top of the show. Yeah, Mazatex Square that away. <laughs> Did you know they had to really put... There's a speech in there about how it's Independence Day. Yeah. And Earth is getting its independence. They had to really put that in um, to ensure they had the rights to use the title Independence Day. Because weirdly, Warner Brothers owned the rights to Independence Day. The what? Holiday. They own... They own the holiday? That's I guess so. They insanity. owned the, They owned the idea of titling a movie Independence Holy Day. Holy shit. Does like Hallmark own Valentine's? <laughs> do wait, do they own Christmas? Whoa. Like, There's gotta own, be a they, studio that puts out more Christmas movies and must own No, sure, I don't think you can own Christmas. i I'm pretty sure Hallmark put out like a hundred Christmas movies every year. <laughs> right yeah it definitely feels that way if they don't I'm, I'm fairly certain that that statistic is accurate but like that implies maybe maybe christmas is uh public domain and they're just utilizing yeah. that so much but that's wild that, that that is the most america thing i've ever heard of that their independence <laughs> yeah, right? day is owned by a movie studio what <laughs> Do you think maybe it's an arms race and whoever makes, you've got to make like the majority of Christmas movies in order to get the rights to Christmas movies. And at the moment, nobody has made over 50%. So that's why like like, Netflix and Hallmark are just like churning them out. (laughs) Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, it's like company ownership law. If you make the most, if you've got 50% of the Christmas share, then you get to make all decisions about (laughs) Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, and Santa Claus has to work for you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hallmark's pulling all the strings at that point. It's like no more gifts, only cards. (laughs) (laughs) Cards and bad movies. That's what we got. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) We're Santa Claus now. Oh no. (laughs) The true Santa Claus. That's the Santa Claus. Oh, same joke. Yay, got there. Yes. <laughs> We're in sync here on Sync Floyd. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're also wildly off track. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's what we like to do here on on Independence Day. What we like to <laughs> here do on here on Sync Floyd. Yeah. Uh, we, like, we're trying to own the name as well. <laughs> in like late March, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we actually like to do, yeah. 
what we like to do is we you know we sync our movies with pink floyd's dark side of the moon mm -hmm. uh this movie was one and a half three and a three and a one sorry not one and a half three and what two songs yeah worth of pink floyd's dark side of the moon that's and right what we're gonna do is we're gonna tell you how these scenes synced up and i've never really explained the show like that before but here you go that is what we do that's exactly yeah. right so i'm ready uh, to do it i'm ready i to... did have i've had two embarrassing moments in the last month one was when oh. i was watching independence day <laughs> and we got a really good sync and i paused it and oh. looked at maddie looked at um friend of the show madeline smith and said there was a really good sync just then explained the sync and she was mildly interested and i was like oh maybe this show's not good <laughs> and that's coming from a frequent guest <laughs> Is the second part of that embarrassing moment that you didn't pause the music in the background and had to re-sync it back together? <laughs> that has happened several times in this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, a lot of number crunching. Yeah, man. A lot of maths. Um, yeah. The other one was I, um, someone else described the podcast to someone else with me in the room. Mm. And they were like, oh, how is that a podcast? And I had to kind of pause and be like, just Ooh, wait, what? Did, sheer grit and it? determination, I think, is the, <laughs> the answer to that. We're like the hard, we're the hardest working podcasters out there, Gareth. That's the That's secret. true. That's the secret. Yeah. We, we hear the reports that this is a terrible idea. We often say it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and that we don't let that stop us. We don't let that get us down. This is my Independence Day speech, by the way. Oh, this is beautiful from me to you i'm ready i'm ready to bring the world together through our synced experience yeah this is that this is what's going to cure the world damn right that's <laughs> what i'm hoping for yeah something has to <laughs> <laughs> what holiday would you want to own the rights to just real quick um i would want to own the rights to new year's eve <laughs> oh that's sick that's awesome yeah yeah definitely if i could like just i love the whole thing with new year's eve dropping a big ball i wish i could like monetize that a lot more <laughs> everyone has like a little ball that they drop at their house i'd be Ooh. selling those all the time you know? yeah come on man that's just waste that's money on the table new year's eve. yeah what are you doing <laughs> you get to sell a new one of those every year yeah oh and the money and the glasses yeah man think of the money that i've been making off those like terrible sunglasses in the shape <laughs> yeah. of the year that no longer work and haven't worked since like the year 2000 i'm pretty sure or like yeah like, from like oh, 2009 like 2010 arguably but those are weird looking sunglasses at that yeah. point right like yeah as soon as we drop the old double o we needed to get out of the game <laughs> yeah <know? laughs> Like, that's, that should have stopped making those. <laughs> Are you sure you want to get in on this holiday? It sounds like it's no, I'm, solid I'm, days are behind it. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to make the tough decisions that need to be made, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A giant ball in every home and no more sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> that's the plan. Oh. Also, I chose uh, New Year's Eve because I feel like it's kind of the most, like, chill of the holidays. And that, like, it's not related to any kind of, like religious practice it's just like it's the end of the year you know like, yeah <laughs> it's just like we did it that year's done yeah <laughs> you know i think that's cool i like that yeah i like that as a, a premise for a holiday so yeah 
And especially, go. it seems like the last couple of years, it's got a way more relief, like quiet <laughs> optimism and relief, which <laughs> you're not getting goodness. otherwise. Yeah. People are less concerned with New Year's resolutions as well, like yes. more recently. And that, like, yeah. I think. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, given control, I would abolish the New Year's resolution and just have instead people just remembering bloody good times over the year. Yeah. Like, celebrate the the moments that you've had. <laughs> look, look to the past and yeah. remember fondly the year instead of being like, I'm going to learn to run a marathon. Because you're not. Like, <laughs> it's not worth that. You know, if you, no. if you want to make a plan, go for it. But, like, don't associate it with a with the next year. That's such a, a time crunch and something, and the world is so uncertain. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're bringing such a nihilistic, hippie energy this episode. Oh, dude, that's exactly where I'm at after watching Independence Day. I've, I've never yeah. felt stronger that I'm a hippy-dippy person than after watching this film. Uh, except for that one moment when I bought an acoustic guitar from, from, a, from like a junk shop and I had to take it home on the bus without a case. Oh, that's cool. And, and also the guitar is only, the only branding on the guitar is that it says artist. So there you go. That's, yeah, that's wow. the only, only moment that is higher on the hippy dippy scale for me. So. Oh. Happy to share that. That would be great. The only thing better is if someone else had bongos on the same bus. Oh my god. My brother. (laughs) I'm narrowly avoiding hacky sex flying towards me. (laughs) Yeah. A constant danger. Yeah. Can we talk about this film now? (laughs) Yes. Oh, let's talk about this film. There's so much to talk about. I know, it's so long. Let's do it, man. Let's do it, friendo. We'll get through this year of podcasting together. That's the plan. Yeah. Woo! All right, let's do it. Three, two, one. Speak to me, baby, over the 20th Century Fox logo and opening titles of this long film. Very Mm. good. Looking like I love s- that the opening titles just explode. Yeah. Like, in, like, the stock, like, explode filter that a Windows Media Maker <laughs> would put together. Also, yeah. that Star Trek-ass font is looking great. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, and film- when you don't have Pink Floyd playing, the they make the sound of you, like, emptying your trash mm. on a Mac computer, which I very <laughs> much enjoy. Just the, like, crumpling sound of a font yeah. going away. <laughs> oh. Very sweet. Uh, yeah. So yes, the film starts on July second, which is not Independence Day. In case you, in case you're keeping track at home, checking the calendar, it's <laughs> coming up. Um, but I've, at first, I thought this was like a black and white shot, but uh, it like transcends into uh, a shot of the the moon here. We've yeah. got the the moon landing site, uh, classic. With the flag planted and the little plaque. I don't know if there is a plaque on the moon. This might be inaccurate, but probably. Did they bring yes. a Did they bring a Surely. plaque all the way up to the to the moon? I hope they did. That would be bonkers if they just invented that detail. Yeah, right. It's like a weird thing to bring. Like who's engraving the moon plaque, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> um But yeah, the, the we're getting some like uh earthquakes all the bloody footprints on the moon just disappear all the dust is no longer settled in place so that's all gone all that human yeah. history that plaque gets covered over quick smart 
by a ship coming in overhead towards the earth the earth yeah this is our fourth movie we've covered that has a ship coming in towards the earth that's true at the start maybe this maybe more but um <laughs> and each of those films has received a grade higher than five so all right i was i'm excited at this point so with okay we'll keep that in mind in our grading yeah. if we can remember god uh but <laughs> yeah i do like that this movie starts on the moon just from a from a thematic standpoint for us boys it feels good it feels, yes yes this, of course this is my true home the moon <laughs> you know i see earth and that's where it takes place we're doing the classic Hollywood thing of zooming out and showing you the whole universe and being like, okay, this movie's set on Earth, guys. Get hyped. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, don't be confused. <clears throat> this is this is Earth. Yeah. And then we go straight to SETI, which is a real organization, um, SETI. Oh. They're looking at uh, extraterrestrial life. They're trying to determine if there are, peop- there are aliens out there. Ex- life in the universe other than us. They're... Yeah, I think they're a. Yeah. I don't think they're a government-operated organization. They potentially are, but um, yeah, they're definitely like the joke of. Uh, there's a lot of jokes to be made about SETI, right? And that they're the ones that they're the dreamers. They're looking for the the aliens. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a, yeah. And the the idea is that they just sort of sit around all day doing nothing, as we see, because we've got a guy playing golf, just chilling, yeah, practicing his golf, some REM. golf game. Yeah, yeah, good times. We aren't here. But then it. something draws his attention and he looks around as Pink Floyd sing in their hit song Breathe, look around. Yes. Excellent. He's looking around. Yeah. That, oh, he's listening. He's he, hearing Pink Floyd over he his is. monitor. It's because the aliens are blasting it, right? Yeah, you know that. Just in, in their internal spaceship, they're just constantly <laughs> playing Dark Side of the Moon. That's the real reason they're here. <laughs> yeah. They're like, so we've got to find Gilmore and the boys and just figure out <laughs> how this all got started. Um, and the reason they're furious is that Roger wasn't in the band at that point. Damn right. There That's, you go. They're like, now nah, we have to destroy the world if it doesn't have the original lineup. Yeah, they're bloody hipsters, aliens. Yeah. All of them. It's because they they're working off information that's so old at that point, right? Yeah. And they get in- incensed and enraged by... The things that they hear and they're like oh my we've got to go to earth and figure this out and as they're getting closer they're hearing more about more about human history and they're just yeah. like they're blotting that out they ain't even thinking about it because they're <laughs> yeah. they're already angry right like yeah that, there you go they're, they're just yeah. behind the times and if they only paid attention to to a bit of modern day <laughs> i don't know <laughs> information yeah. videos watch some youtube <laughs> <laughs> figure things out they'll feel a bit better yeah aliens hopefully hopefully they find this podcast that'll explain it to them yes like, yeah because this will this is being beamed out via the satellites and the aliens will hear it one day if you yeah, are that's what i do that's how i publish it is i just beam it to a satellite okay one of those satellites hits your podcast application oh, oh good yeah if they're listening to this on a podcast application that's not what we planned this is just for aliens. <laughs> no we plan for aliens to be our only audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that any people listen. Um, yeah, no, but they're getting the signal. They're, there's something that they're picking up, Old City, and there's something that's only the distance of the moon away. Uh, so that's worrying. They're like, what? Yeah. 
This is bigger. This is almost as big as the moon. They say it's like a third the size of the moon. The, the thing they're picking up, which I feel like they should be more worried about this and or have seen this coming earlier, like before. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's really big for something <laughs> entering our atmosphere, and there's not a lot in space that would block that kind of thing from coming in, from us spotting that from like miles away, from well, many many multitudes of miles away, right? Yeah, unless SETI just aren't that good. Yeah, it's just that one guy focusing on his golf game the whole time. (laughs) Instead of, like, looking through a goddamn telescope. Right? What? Yeah, Twist is, though. He's amazing at golf. All right. I like that take. He's actually really good at golf, and that's why. Yeah, it's it's much better. The the real take of Independence Day is just this guy practicing (laughs) for years and years and getting really good at golf and getting made fun of for his job at city oh yeah like what are you doing there you're so good at golf he makes a speech about independence day from his job and eventually gets fired and goes to become (laughs) a pro golfer uh, yeah shortly before the events of this movie start Well, like, oh, so what, in between July 2nd and July 3rd? Yeah, he, he, he leaves his job and that's where the movie ends. <laughs> we yeah. just, it pans up to see a big spaceship and that's the, like, twist ending. <laughs> I'd oh. love that. Yeah, there we go. Oh, gosh. Um, this scene... This scene ends... Um, as breathe ends, and it ends on yeah. a slow zoom into some technology, as so we start to hear some technology. Yeah, we go Namely, like, the Pink Floyd synthesizers. We zoom straight into a speaker, and, like, it's like the speaker's playing us on the run, and I'm feeling good yeah. about that. Um, and, yeah, the, the American government is chilling. They're talking about how big this object is, and we see the president. He's a young dude here. Yeah. He's, uh, waking up and watching the news. <laughs> with his daughter in the bed it's very sweet yeah uh his daughter just puts on a news show that is insulting him which i thought was a skucks move yeah damn you keeping up with the press prayers <laughs> yeah president father you, they hey dad like i found the one much. channel where they hate you yeah damn uh yeah they even as like a presidential assistant uh what is her role actually uh let me check real quick she is the uh, White House Communications Director. Okay, yes, Communications Director. That makes sense. That should be concerned yeah, about this. There are a lot of uh, characters in this film, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. We're going to fuck yeah. this up. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, Mar- <laughs> Margaret Collin as Constance Spano. Spano? Yeah. Spano. Um, as, yeah, White House Communications Director. She's very concerned with the image of the president uh, because they see him as a little weak weakman. Uh, yeah, a who's too boy. young for the for the gig. And looking at the like past average ages of presidents uh, in America, that makes sense because this guy is like yeah. <laughs> definitely below like fifty. And I don't think they've had a president that young ever. <laughs> you know, uh, unless it was like really in the early days. Yeah, yeah. right. They're all old ass men at this point, so. Yeah. That's apparently what America wants. They uh, just want him to get older. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're sassing him for that. And so, yeah. But they he finally gets a bloody call from the Secretary of Defense as the crash sound and on the run plays for us. Yeah. And we get to see, uh, he's like, you need, to, you need to see what's happening right now. <laughs> I need to call an emergency <laughs> meeting. Um, we see a satellite beaming our podcast into space. Uh, <laughs> 
roaming roaming away and then just crashing into something huge in space so just rip to our broadcast really but yeah that's yeah. gonna be tough for us yeah i do kind of like this uh theme for the movie and that like all the satellites are getting wrecked and that's how also how the aliens are communicating with each other to coordinate this attack is through earth's own satellite system we'll find out later yeah it's also like a fun motif that all the um like tvs are all flickery and terrible because of this alien invasion i think that's a really nice touch uh throughout the yeah. production of this movie yeah because it's really hard to get a good signal if all the bloody satellites are getting knocked out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah uh, we cut to um, Jeff Goldblum in New York City, baby, uh, playing oh, ag- yes. playing against uh, a game of chess against his dad, played by Judd Hirsch, um, hanging out. He's looking great. Goldblum's looking young as well, like young enough to be the president in this fictional. Oh world. my gosh! Um, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm loving it. Uh, yeah. This was, um, so this movie was the, at, for a while, the second highest grossing film of all time. Behind oh, wow. the other great Jeff Goldblum 90s film of Jurassic Park. Man, that, yeah, damn right. Yeah. I can, you can tell, like, he's hitting these homers, mate. Like, Jeff Goldblum, yeah. you get him in the flick, it's gonna go knocked out of the park. Look at this boy. Look at him. <laughs> How can you not love him? How can yeah. your movie not make money? <laughs> right? <laughs> This is interesting. Like, this made me realize we've kind of, we've been lucky enough to live through two Jeff Goldblums. Oh, wow. Right now we're in the, like, the life aquatic Portlandia kind of, um, I don't know, this fancy man who kind of just lounges around and speaks in long, flowing armor uh, sentences. Yeah, the mega eccentric version of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Whereas, like, these days in Jurassic Park, you had this, like, kind of stockier, long haired neurotic yeah but like cool um jeff goldblum and i don't know when the switch must have happened i don't know he just like found but... his groove i think at some point people were like yeah well, maybe like Ho- playing jazz hollywood was portraying him as this neurotic type and like he super isn't in real life he's so self-assured and like oh, knows yeah. exactly what he's doing <laughs> you know so i don't know <laughs> yeah it could be that but anyway, I like that. Yeah, here he is. He's playing. He's doing the Queen's Gambit and hanging out with his dad, and it's a good time. Uh, he's wearing his mm. wedding ring uh, still after three years of being divorced because he can't let go. It's very sweet. Uh, well, not really. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but you know, that's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, he works at the TV station, uh, and they're going out. He's like bikes into the TV station place where he works, and then everyone's freaking out. They can't transmit anything because the satellites are all going down. And uh, yeah, he's like, okay, I don't really know what's happening. He's trying to figure out something with his little computer. Uh, but we cut again to uh, time now. A lovely. Yeah. lovely boys are playing some time and we go to uh, imperial valley california as there are like guys just these kids hanging out in like a camper van park and i'm like i completely forgot this ever happened in this movie but yeah same these guys i generally are... thought this was just in mars attacks <clears throat> yeah right it's wild how much crossover there is actually <laughs> like and that these yeah were for being... films that were produced in silos 
Yeah, right? They were made at the same time and, like, doing yeah. their own thing. Man, yeah, it's wild the, the amount of crossover there is. But yeah, uh, these guys are all hanging out and they're, like, friends with or their dad is uh, Russell. <laughs> I don't really know the relationship here, but um, they're, they're sure here. Uh, and this guy, Russell, is uh, drunkenly crop-dusting the wrong field, as played by um, Randy Quaid here. Yeah. I believe. Who, by the way, Randy Quaid, full name, Randy Randall Rudy Quaid. <laughs> which Ooh. is such a, such a strong name. I wish he'd yeah. gone with the, the, like, triple threat Randy Randall Rudy, because <laughs> I just think that's so good yeah oh my god like not even with the last name just the three it's so it's such yeah just that triple get rid of the quaid entirely and be the 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 triple r randy (laughs) randall rudy (laughs) it's very strong (laughs) um but yeah here he is he's like a drunken pilot (laughs) it's very very upsetting uh his character has such an such a weird arc through this movie Um, yes yeah it's it's so bizarre i don't know like who he represents in the grand scheme of like what this movie's trying to be what it, what it's trying to tell you but he is like he's like an ex-vietnam vet right uh yeah who like became disillusioned after the war and then has become a drunk and was a trained pilot but is now doing crop dusting out in the middle of like God knows where California. Uh, it's so strange <laughs> the, the arc that this man goes yeah. on. Uh, and he was it, abducted by aliens. Yeah, he insists he was um, abducted by aliens. It's it's not like clear whether yeah. or not he was, but he's certain that he was. Uh, but fair enough. <laughs> yeah. He's had a, he's had I wouldn't the be life. surprised if yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they'd snuck like into the set of mars attacks and stolen like pages of the script and we're just like we're gonna use this maybe they can't have it that would make sense for me um yes yeah uh so we get introduced briefly to this guy being a drunk and we're like okay i don't know how all these characters are connected We're, we're putting all these people in place i know the president's gonna be involved but we've got like, yeah, we've got, <laughs> we've got these, we've got this guy involved in the script. So, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we cut back to space and the, the big ship is sending out all these little discs, these little spinny disc, um, uh, what would you call them? UFOs coming in. The, these are like, they yeah. look small in the shop, but these are the, the main, the main giant discs that are like the size of cities that roll in, right? They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're coming in and, uh, the president and his advisors are just sort of like discussing what they're supposed to do. They know that an alien invasion is in progress, but there's been no like speaking to anyone about it. (laughs) They're just like keeping it hush hush. I feel like you'd be able to know if they're this close. Yeah. (laughs) Like, surely you'd be able to see these things in the sky. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The like, TVs you... are all weird. They've got to keep looking at them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We don't get anyone yeah. else's perspective, so there's no one actually, like, looking up ever. It's just <laughs> people in their day-to-day 
If it's not on TV, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, old mate, uh, the Secretary yeah. of Defense wants to go to DEFCON 3, and, um, yeah, these ships are, like, splitting off and entering the atmosphere. They know about that, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> what can we do? Um, <laughs> it's kind of interesting to think about, like, that they, the American people here don't have a plan at all for this kind of thing. It's sort of an unprecedented event, obviously, and so they don't have a plan yeah. in place for what alien invasion uh what to do when that happens it's just i don't know they seem very ill-equipped to deal with this i feel like in real life if an alien invasion happened that'd be like nuked from orbit they'd be like attacked before they even got to the moon <laughs> somehow yeah I don't know. yeah it's very interesting this movie does go out of their way to show that humans tried their best to be like nice and peaceful yeah well in a way that like it didn't i don't know it kind of it didn't need to do it like we all would have still hooted and hollered and gone to the cinema in the 90s to be like yeah 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 america it's like in that way that way in a couple ways it's way smarter than it needs to be which good on it yeah but uh, yeah maybe i'm a cynic but i feel like in real life this would (laughs) they wouldn't do this thing (laughs) that they end up doing but anyway um we go to bloody we cut to Iraq <laughs> at, the, at the time signature change in time when we get to the like slowed down bit we go yeah. it, it's showing Iraq on screen I'm like whoa okay um, this is a movie <laughs> you're a bit worried out. it's going to make a dicey statement yeah I super was yeah. <laughs> well this is 1996 that this came yeah. out right so it's before any of this stuff happened so oh my god but yeah we see also later on the two towers standing in, in yeah. new york city which is like whoa okay um but yeah we cut uh there's ominous glowing clouds above iraq and various other countries as well uh we see these huge clouds rolling in it's kind of weird that they don't actually show the the ships entering i guess this is like what they do when they enter the atmosphere this huge like billowing cloud of explosion around them yeah Burning. i thought the clouds looked awesome they do they I look was, great yeah they look way better than the ships do, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes, there's like, we cut to like a military submarine for a little bit where there's like, they're just getting, I think this is just to like do a gag really. Cause they look at a reading and the, uh, sonar or whatever it is that they have <laughs> read out. And it's just this huge red disc covering yeah. the entire screen, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, uh yeah uh yeah people are like watching on tv the the glowy clouds rolling in even though they can see like oh like over russia they bring in like a little crtv a crt tv in the oval office to like watch like worldwide news reports of this which i found very enjoyable this little tv um (laughs) but yeah we're getting into some great gig now this is a very loose episode. I'm like, just, I'm, I'm vibing out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm disappearing into the ether. I'm watching spaceships roll in above as I'm recording. Yeah. And I'm, you, you're becoming those clouds. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm breaching Earth's atmosphere live on mic. <laughs> it is worth noting, many of these scenes so far have ended at the same time as the Pink Floyd song that's been playing has ended. Yeah, shockingly close. 
I've, I've not been keeping yeah. stringent notes about it, but yeah, like a lot of the things are lining up quite well. A lot of cutaways working out, mm. a, lot of, a lot of spicy cut sinks there. It's nice. Yeah, the only time it doesn't do it in time with something cool is when it cuts the aliens, because the aliens are ruining things. Yeah, they, they are sick yeah. of it. They're so angry about us playing the new Floyd that they're <laughs> here to stop us, you know? They're like, yeah. no! Go back to the old days. The old albums were better. <laughs> All right? Dark Side of the Moon's overrated. <laughs> yeah. So we harsh. only prefer so the ones harsh. with um, Old Maid. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's go back to it. Or we'll kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sid so, Barrett is Old Mate, by the way. Sorry, I've completely forgot his name on my Pink he's, Floyd He's podcast. our Old Mate. He shall henceforth only be referred to as old mate. Um, Deal. Okay. Uh, yeah. So also we see the one coming in over uh, California, but the like the big cloudy ship. Obviously, we don't see we don't see any of the ships at this point, which is upsetting. Um, we see like a plane flying towards it that gets like engulfed in this explosion. Oh yeah, they send like a probe plane effectively, right? To like go check out yeah. what's in within these clouds and it just gets there and it's like nope it's a big fiery explosion and and just explodes i don't know what they were expecting but that sure happens <laughs> uh, yeah the, we got the president he like refuses to leave the oval office he just wants to um stay there and he doesn't want to make any statement either uh, he doesn't want to cause panic in the people even though there are yeah. these huge shapes appearing in the sky. He's still being like, no, 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 we won't, we won't do anything. And the, the, his like key general guy is like, I'll stay by your side, sir. I'll stay here in the office with you. Um, first instinct here that this general guy, <laughs> he's like head of the armed forces, right? This guy. Uh, yeah. The guy who you know, looks it, like every single general. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yes, General William Gray is head of the mm. United States Marine Corps. There you go. Um, but yeah, and his Secretary of Defense is like stressing out and running around like a mad thing. I don't know what kind of statement they're trying to make with this juxtaposition between these two guys. There's like two key advisors that are at loggerheads throughout the whole film. But yeah. if they... I don't understand what it means because I feel like in the end it comes out that it's like the army should be taking control of the situation, you know? I feel like that's the lesson and it's like, ugh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, no, it's like... very like... <laughs> we both stopped in our very likes. This yeah. It's very like the world should all come together and come together as one world, but it should be via war and war alone. Yeah, the defense of our nation through the show of arms is sort of the feeling that yeah. is conveyed by this movie. And it's like, mm, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I get the aliens are attacking and taking them out with a big show of force is, is grand. It's grand. It's all good. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> I feel yeah, like maybe this shitty... film doesn't tr isn't trying to say anything. Maybe. <laughs> also possible that it's just like look at these cool special effects look at how cool special effects have gone yeah uh remember jurassic park that was actually better special effects but you know 
It also had Jeff Goldblum. So <laughs> just, just you know, come along to this one too. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all it's trying to say. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still fun. Um, yeah, meanwhile. Yeah. My new theory... Happening... Oh, sorry. Oh. No, go, go. What's the theory? Okay, my new theory... Real quick, because we do have to get back to our sweet, sweet sinks. Oh, please. Um, my new theory is this whole film, a prequel to Futurama. Ooh, I like that. Elaborate. But, like, you'll have to change the dates. You'll have to change the dates so Fry's already frozen. But, okay. like, you know how in Futurama, Earth is pretty much America? Like, it's just oh, yeah. the um, American flag, but they've got a little globe on it, and, like, you're the president of Earth, and all yes. that. This is how that happened, is that everyone came together under america for that like to fight uh, aliens and then probably more and aliens came up so they're just like yeah we're just america now don't worry about it yeah there we go the united united and states you know, of the world yeah and you know who benefited the most from that who a certain man who claims to be mr worldwide but then only <laughs> names certain american <laughs> states oh, president no. pitbull <laughs> independence day two Oh no, <laughs> President Pitbull. Yeah. Oh wow. I could. The sad thing is that I could see it happening. Yeah, um, he would look real good in his president suits. <laughs> he would. That's true. He's got this. He probably owns enough presidential suits already. Being yeah. Mister Worldwide, like I feel like he's got the wardrobe on lock. Um, my favorite ever Pitbull moment was when they sent him to Alaska. Did you hear about that? <laughs> Yes, I think we might have even talked about it on the show, but go on. Oh, it's so good. There was a competition to, like, where he'd play in, like, I don't know what business it was, but, like, a chain business across the entire United States. And he got, there was a competition to be like, oh, I'll come and play a concert here at this business, and you can send me to anyone in the world. And everyone came together and were like, we're sending Pitbull to Alaska. We'll get him as far away from us <laughs> as possible. Uh, and, and he did it. Fucking credit to Pitbull being like, yeah, I'll yeah. Know. that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seems like a good sport, honestly, Pitbull. I, I, I feel like we get on probably okay. Yeah. He's got an intense catalog of music, but I, I feel like we'd have a good chat. He seems just like a good lad, you know? Yeah. Do you think he likes Pink Floyd? Yeah, definitely. I feel like he's he's at least listened to yeah. this this album. He almost definitely has, he almost definitely has the same amount of knowledge about Pink Floyd that we do. So that I can see. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. No doubt. Uh, yes. Yeah, so cutting back to the movie, we got um, da- David, a uh, gold bloom boy, is here, and he's um, in the yeah. TV studio. What he's been up to on his wee little uh, laptop computer. He's got the signal. He's reading a bit of binary that's just been printed off yeah. from his work. Um, and everyone is watching the. Everyone else is watching the White House report, which is coming through about the alien invasion, and they're all freaking out about it. And he's like, "Guys, have you seen this binary that I printed out? Yeah. <laughs> I've got some information about what's been happening." And everyone's like, "Look at the TV right now, man. There's a presidential address <laughs> happening. Show some goddamn respect." Um, yeah and yeah we get we get a a direct cut to people in the streets freaking out everyone's like prepping for the worst uh everyone in the news agency around jeff goldblum is like heading down to the basement to hide (laughs) because there's apparently like a bomb shelter down there it's very weird but okay yeah of course 
Yeah. Um, back in California, uh, Russell is like at a diner, uh, getting roasted for being a drunk and for his past yeah. about, uh, about being abducted by aliens. They're all saying like, uh, you bloody idiot. You never got abducted by aliens. And then they look outside and there's this huge explosion in the sky. Oh, it's great. As we get into money. <laughs> so it goes to show, you know. <laughs> I would love to be a conspiracy theorist at the time of an alien invasion. Like, that is that is the highest high <laughs> imaginable, right? The, the, the amount of I told yeah. you so that you get out of that is just oh premium yeah you know how people like convert to christ just before they pass away are you going to convert to being like a conspiracy theorist right when something proves them right yeah exactly <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh. i've always had this tinfoil hat he says unfolding his lunch <laughs> what are these sandwiches strewn around you man i just i don't know about them <laughs> All I, what I do know about is aliens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're, they're roasting him, but he's about to get his own back because aliens are real and they're here. Um, yeah. yeah. We finally, like, uh, we, there's one coming in over the Hollywood Hills as well, is where we are next. And we see, finally, it's like really late in the film, but we see Will Smith. 19 yeah. minute wait for Will Smith. I was really surprised. I thought the movie like opened with him and he was our like main guy throughout this movie. Yeah, right? But, but no, it's like, maybe that's just my head cannon cut of the movie coming coming to, into play. But no, we don't see him for like 20 minutes. We're halfway through a Pink Floyd album before we see him. Yeah. Wild. We're nowhere near halfway through this podcast by the time we see him. Oh, hell no. Oh. So much more, you know that, listeners. Um, yeah, so he's yeah. here in bed with his girlfriend at the time, um, played by Vivica A. Fox. Um, yeah, they're hanging out, and they're like, oh, it's just another bloody Californian earthquake. You yeah. Know? These happen all the time. I do really like that uh, there's dialogue that um, Will Smith's like, oh, it's not even a four, which is just, as someone who's lived through Christ- the Christchurch earthquakes in New Zealand, like... yeah you definitely become resigned to like constant aftershocks and you just don't even pay attention to the small ones where everyone else around you is like, Whoa, that was a big earthquake. And you're like, nah, <laughs> that was <nothing." laughs> Yeah. And that like guessing of the number, like, Oh, what do you reckon that was? Oh, well, wait, oh, it was like a four. it's Geonet's website. Right. And you go back to that and you're like, Meh. Oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. It was like right under the city, but it was only like a 3.5. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got uh, pretty. We got pretty good at um, guessing like how big the earthquake was on the Richter scale. Is like just heck yeah, just as like a casual bet among friends, being like, "Oh, yeah. what do you think that was? Four point five? Yeah, you know." So it was just good to have some serious earthquake representation. Yeah, <laughs> in the movie. I was like, "Oh, cool. I can I can relate to this." Um, <laughs> But yeah, we cut to the bloody uh, Capitol building and the White House, and we see the ship rolling, in, the shadows covering those, and the yeah. Statue of Liberty, etc., the Twin Towers. It's like all the landmarks that you know and love <laughs> of America, mainly. Um, and yeah, everyone's like getting out of their cars to see this like crazy thing rolling in. Uh, and yeah, we see uh, David, Jeff Goldblum. I start, I've switched from character names 
I switched from actor names to character names suddenly in my notes, and I don't know why I have, but I, I'm going to continue on, probably with character names. Okay. So, David, Jeff Goldblum, here he is. He's running to the roof, and uh, yeah. he finally we finally see the ship emerging from this big explosion as the guitars kick in in the money solo, Gareth. That is a money move yeah. by these aliens. Here they are. And yeah, everyone yeah. starts like... This is the money shot. For sure. That these ships emerging <laughs> at what at all together, it's lovely. Um, but yeah, it's panics in the streets as everyone's sort of just running around. Around as a yeah, we just get like an extended shot of Jeff Goldblum staring in amazement, which is very good. I could watch. <laughs> I could watch him do that for a yeah. long time. Um, yeah, he just sort of stands there watching for a long time. That's uh, <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, everyone is like just watching dumbfounded in the president's office in this in the same way. Uh, Will Smith gets up and finally like <laughs> goes to see what's going on. Uh, emerges from his little house trying to like get the paper, and he finally like looks out. There's a lot of jokes about like ah, oh, the neighbors are moving after that little earthquake. <laughs> what <Yeah>. misses? <laughs> they finally got sick of them, dear. Oh no. Um, but yeah, we get a great zoom in on his face when he sees them as well as we go into us and them. So that's nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that is a, this whole us and them is pretty perfect. Like, yeah. So theory. Yeah. Men, I wrote down quick descriptions to them all, but we'll, we'll get through them. Yeah. I've titled every scene. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, no, us and them. This are... is a soldier's shock. Oh, part one. <laughs> Wow that's good yeah uh, this if you were doing the like stage play of independence day which i'm sure exists already <laughs> the like the broadway musical version this is the this is the part in the uh in, <laughs> in the program that's been given out to you there a strangest there's the music cue <laughs> that kicks in and it's just will smith doing a little solo of his own you know yeah oh gotta love him what oh. did you think of will smith in this by the way <laughs> um great so he was not the he was the director's first choice he wasn't the studio's first choice right they um because he was mostly known for comedies at this point but he's yeah. the most will smith he's you're getting so much will smith for this like you Absolutely. Complain, we're not getting a lot of will smith these days but yeah. we got a lot of him then damn right yeah this often is... he doesn't do one-liners he does two one-liners in a row yeah that's good for love good value for money yeah. with the comedy from will smith in this film for sure He's playing it yeah. up in a great way. Um, him versus the aliens later is very enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of him in this film for sure. I think he's the like, yeah. he's the highlight of the whole film for me, I think. Him and Jeff Goldblum Heck together yeah. as a duo, bloody genius. Give me more of that dynamic in, in any film, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, there's some great scenes later where I was just like, these bros should start a podcast. Fucking A, right? Oh, my God. Get them on yeah, the these two fictional characters. <laughs> They're just smoking and I, cigars and having yeah. a chat. Yeah, there you go. I don't want it to be anything about their alien exploits. I want it to be exclusively, nah. I don't know, reviewing Pitbull's albums. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Podcast yeah. Worldwide. That's good. Podbull. Yeah. <laughs> Podbull? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i can't i can't get over pod bull 
That's the worst <laughs> <I'm sorry>. thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But yeah, so here he is. Everyone's seen these alien ships. They're here now. Um, David's elaborates finally on what his binary is that he printed yeah. out. And it's the signal that the, the aliens have sent out. And it's a countdown that they have synced up around the world so they're doing a sync up of their own gareth they've got they've got a little binary plan that david's tapped into uh via the satellites that we send our podcast through they're they're recording a podcast of their own yeah also about their (laughs) space pit bull (laughs) yes that's right uh but yeah they're planning there's six hours and there's going to be a coordinated strike by these alien ships to destroy earth basically so or like mm. at least eradicate a lot of the hot spots around the globe where many many people live it's pretty bleak yeah um heck yeah but, but yeah so david takes upon it himself to like go and sort this situation out because he's the only one that has this little binary printout and it's also <laughs> 1996 or whatever so he can't just like text someone he can't be like <laughs> He like yeah so he, i think he i believe he does call his ex-wife yeah um yeah who is we find out now is the the president's aide here the uh that we saw earlier um yes yeah so that's margaret cool collins character yeah, yeah i like that i like those little connections any big film like this needs those kind of things yeah she like he like calls in to like warn her about what's happening and she's like i can't take your advice right now man we've got a lot of <laughs> like actual scientists and stuff trying to figure yeah. out what's happening and i can't listen to my ex-husband right now um and fair play uh yeah but yeah everyone's like panicking and running around the streets and we cut to back to will smith who's like rolling out because he's a um a marine himself uh, yeah who is, I believe, on, like, shore leave, effectively, right? Like, he's he's chilling. He's on supposed to be on holiday, and his girlfriend's like, oh, you, sh- you really going in? And he's like, yes! <laughs> the, <laughs> the world is being attacked by aliens! <laughs> of course I am going in. This is what I'm here for. Um, or at least, like, you would think that it would be what he's here for. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, they have a, a like fairly sweet interaction where like they aren't sure whether he'll be coming back or not it's very sad Mm. and then yeah they they say goodbye to each other um i do love that we go back to david and his quest and he has just rolled up to his dad's who he was playing chess with earlier um and is like i need your car because i don't drive (laughs) Mm. i need you to drive me to washington dc uh and we will (laughs) contact the president which is a hilarious plan but they do that and we get like a really fun like dad and son car trip where the dad (laughs) talks about like driving responsibly and within the speed limit while people are like zooming around him yeah (laughs) it's very enjoyable i love the dad character Mm. here he's a great yeah sam it's a strong dad knows right energy from this guy (laughs) you know oh very good yeah very good performance um weird little interstitial here where like russell is on tv for getting arrested uh by doing like a letter bomb he's like dropping all these like leaflets over the place being like aliens are here to kill everyone 
uh, because he believes in aliens and he gets arrested, but also like immediately let go. I don't know what this yeah. is in the movie for besides the fact that like, he's still here. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah, such a we haven't weird shown him for a while. Thing. Yeah. This is like, what's he up to? Oh, he's doing this. Okay. He was arrested, but then yeah. let go within like two hours. Uh, very weird. Also, they let him say his entire theory on air which is as we know now a terrible thing to do with someone who's got a like conspiracy theory absolutely yeah he gets his whole like manifesto out there for everyone yeah. to hear about so the whole leaflet dropping thing is completely pointless all you have <laughs> yeah. to do is commit a crime and they'll put you on the news <laughs> oh my god um anyway yeah this ends us and them and i'd like to give you my quick movements of us and them to this oh um, to this film this perfect thematic please do us and them chapter one a soldier's Mm. shock us and them chapter two the believers countdown (laughs) chapter three president chat i ran out (laughs) Um, (laughs) part four chapter four rioting slash looting true part five a soldier feels love (laughs) oh Part six, someone drives the other way from the masses. Yes. And us and them, part seven, chapter seven, a local eccentric is right. <laughs> That's great. That's like a short, yeah. a short film within the film. <laughs> it's like when people tell you there's only like two plot lines. That's the other um, seven. Yeah. There we go. We've got we've yeah. covered the whole basis. If you wanted to enca- encapsulate the entire two and a, like two and a half hour movie, just watch this one segment, and you'll pick up kind yeah. of what this movie's about. Like just because we get all in the fact, characters in there. Yeah, you, you could know? totally just watch the us and them scenes. Yeah, he says frantically looking for his notes. I'm pretty sure that's right. Us and them for me was yeah. like the whole every time us and them was playing on screen i was like ah this is the not only is it the aliens versus the humans dynamic but it it fairly encapsulates the the point of the movie so if we cut together the us and them moments i feel like there'd be the perfect Mm. the perfect cut of this movie where we're just seeing people (laughs) panicked and then like various other scenes that we'll get to so yeah we'll see we'll see if that theory holds coming up but i hope it does yeah and then it's down to just an 18 minute film yeah so we arrive at the airbase the the marines airbase and captain steve aka will smith is here and he's been delivered a, it's a, another weird little plot line is introduced that he always wanted to be an astronaut um yeah he's got like a rejection letter from nasa just like stuck into his locker it's so weird these little things it's just like the whole point of this is so that later he can be like i always wanted to go to space and it's like what <laughs> is that a plot point <laughs> is that something that should have been in this movie i don't know it's not even like a pathos kind of thing it's just like he thinks space is pretty cool he, that doesn't make you, <laughs> that doesn't make you an astronaut right like i don't know it's yeah very strange um, we also find out here that he's planning to propose to his girlfriend. Um, she's not his wife. Uh, they live together and they, she has a child. We find out this out later as well, but the child isn't his, it's hers. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. But it's just still his family, and he wants to, like, lock that up with a, yeah. with a sweet marriage proposal, you know? And good on him. Also, it's a uh, ring with a dolphin on it, and apparently yes. dolphin jewellery sales increased after this film. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, that's how big this film got. That's embarrassing for the human <laughs> race. I feel like we deserve to be invaded by aliens now. Like, well, if the, we're that susceptible to media, like fuck guys dolphins aren't that good <laughs> well it was also 1996 and the 90s were the decade of dolphins like dolphins wow. were everything yeah give me some more examples yeah. of dolphins being involved in the in the media oh <laughs> cooled out here on sing Floyd. yeah caught in a caught in a bluff you think um, you know the 90s name every dolphin garrett <laughs> Welcome back to You Think You Know the 90s. Um, <laughs> well, James is actually your host. I'm just introducing it. Yeah, Gareth is here um, against his will and it is under duress <laughs> by me, the host of this show within the show. So you think you know the 90s? Uh, weren't dolphin tattoos big? Yeah, sure. I'm a very accommodating when host. Echo the dolphin. Yep. Echo yes, the Echo Dolphin. the Dolphin, published by Sega in 1992. There you go. Perfect. Absolutely uh, correct. Also, that game is wild and features aliens. So, that's the perfect what? If you've never played Echo uh, the Dolphin, I only remember it's it... fucking insane. Really? Yeah, it's great. The, the oh, wow. st- it, it starts with your pod of dolphins being abducted by aliens. And no, I'm not joking. No! Yes, it's very dark, wow. and you've got to communicate with other various sea animals, sea mammals, and cool. other other fish, and solve puzzles with your dolphin strength and skills in order to fight aliens. I believe there's like a really nightmarish boss fight at the end. That game's really dark, by the way. It's like messed up. So check out Echo the Dolphin. Ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. What is, just really quickly, because this has just reminded me of the Dreamcast, which was, yeah. I thought well, that was the coolest The platform of the Echo world. the Dolphin. Yeah. It had, it was, um, only seemed to be available at the New Brighton Library at, <laughs> um, in Christchurch. It was the only copy of the Dreamcast in New Zealand, if you ask me. That's pretty, yeah, that seems accurate to me. Uh, we were in New Zealand not getting Dreamcasts at that stage. I feel like a, a friend of mine had one. <laughs> At, at some oh, okay. point though and he would like only ever play sonic the hedgehog 2 i think on it yeah the 3d one yeah well no 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 they weren't 3d at that stage were they on the dreamcast i don't know i don't know either what's the most pink floyd game console though oh that's a great question uh yeah. oh that's tough uh, it's that thing that Nintendo made that is only like transmitted red light, and it was awful to play. Uh, I don't know that, this at all. What is that called? I, I'm gonna have to look it up. But uh, what do you think it is? In the meantime, I'm gonna find out what this red light emitting Nintendo was. Um, I want to say Dreamcast, but I will actually give it up to just someone with a really modded PC. Like if someone's built their own PC for games, that's Pink Floyd. Yeah. That their own like yeah. their own custom gaming rig is the Pink Floyd. <laughs> I feel like that's the modern Pink Floyd for sure. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's after Roger left for sure. <laughs> Maybe 
I just don't think I know enough game consoles. I like this red light guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure it out what it was. Uh, they had... It's really... Yeah, this is... Nintendo, if you don't know, they made a lot of different things. Yeah. So... Oh, the earliest product's called the Color TV Game, but I don't think it's that. <laughs> oh, I, I'll, I'll look it up later and we'll send out a, a press release for this <laughs> ancient technology. Um, yeah. What was the first ever VR thing? I reckon that must have been... The... Oh, no, okay, so yes, no, 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 here we go, it is, it was this, the thing that I'm referring to is called the Virtual Boy, and Ooh. it's a, it's a portable gaming console, and not only that, it's a head-mounted display, Gareth, it's like a, yeah, there you go, a, it is a VR thing, uh, but yeah, it's this nightmarish, like, red thing, look at this fucking thing, the, oh, yuck, the, the controller is so stressful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, so there's a shot of Mario Tennis that I'm going to link to you now. And it, it was operating <laughs> off the, like, stereoscopic uh, 3D uh, of the 90s. And, like, that's some graphics there. Wow. <laughs> it's, I feel like that would hurt to play for, like, even, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, that's the... Well, I, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I've sort of lost down the, the <laughs> rabbit hole. Welcome to this episode. Yeah, that's the that's the Pink Floyd of uh, video video game consoles. Yeah, deal. Just and that's been your episode of You Think You Know the 90s. <laughs> Turns out we don't, is the real truth. No. Oh my God. God. Um, <laughs> welcome back to Sync Floyd. Thank God. Okay, we're finally out of oh. us and them and back into break, brain damage. The the <laughs> the second to last track on the first playthrough of this album, and we <laughs> we uh, we oh, see no. David on his little uh, laptop computer. He's got his own little rig set up. It's got this weird little like disc drive sticking out the side and like a cup holder or some shit. This is the weirdest computer I've ever seen in my life. I. It's yeah, like it's weird. very much '90s computer. It's weirder looking computer. than the Virtual Boy to me. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's running like a copy of Windows '95 on there that is just so fresh and so clean looking. But his, his little disc that he puts in, I'm like, oh my god. Um, he even like they've rolled up on the White House at this point, and he plants this like little like weird dish thing on top of his yeah car. And he's like, oh yeah, this can triangulate the position of my of my wife within the my ex wife within the White House, is what he says. He's like, yeah, that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> what? This is this shouldn't be technology that no, that David could the wife, have. The wife triangulator. Yeah, that's not good, bro. You may no. want to think about this. This is like the like hubris of of man technology thing going on at the end of like the first of batman begins where bloody <laughs> <laughs> where uh fox is looking at all the tv screens and he like types in his own name and everything blows up i want that to happen to david's yeah. computer <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's there's yeah. of course the deleted scene from the dark knight where he quickly types in his ex-wife's name and goes oh yes the oh white yeah house. that's what she's up to she's in the white house <laughs> again working well time to <laughs> 
Oh. It's just a mistake. He was typing in Fox because he was trying to find out where all the local foxes were and then it just blew up the computer. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Curse my <laughs> interesting Google search history. <laughs> I just like foxes, okay? They match my name. Yeah. Yeah, it's my strong branding instincts. I just wanted to find a fun little logo for this computer system with a bit of clip art. <laughs> but no, it, Batman decided to make that whole make that code to blow up the system that he created and spent millions yeah. of dollars on. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. When are we doing Batman Begins on the show? Holy shit, another long movie. <laughs> Probably ah. never, given the results of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it's it's messed up that they do this. Um, but they managed to like break into the White House because of this the yeah it's, it's the constance like lets them in she finds it finds him like triangulating him or whatever and he's like i've got this binary plan that i need to talk to the president about and meanwhile the president's plan is to have a helicopter with a, a big long line of lights and a couple of megaphones stuck to the front of it to go up and talk to the aliens that's his plan uh um, yeah what <laughs> <laughs> i love it i think it's i think it's hilarious that he's got this like retrofitted helicopter to talk to them it's very mm. very nice did he like have a direct vocal link so that he could talk to them directly do you think surely yeah i hope so yeah. just have a wee chat with some aliens we don't even know how they communicate so at this point it's it's pretty bold move by the prayers here mm. but anyway david is here to poo poo that idea he turns his little <laughs> laptop screen around and shows this countdown on screen being lighting up <laughs> everyone's gonna yeah. die uh, these aliens ain't chill they are not chill and we will soon even if david hadn't done this we would find that out pretty immediately as the helicopter rolls up to the like front of this big ship and a little gateway opens up emitting this glowy green light it's very good um yeah but suddenly some alien inside just shoots his little laser gun and blows up this helicopter immediately so i feel like yeah. that's a pretty clear declaration of what the aliens are up to anyway at this point but anyway david figured it out before anyone else did by a matter of about 10 minutes i think according to the president yeah. so good on him uh bloody genius mm. he can read and print the, binary um, from his little screen love him <laughs> the helicopter <laughs> does fly up to the big um spaceship and meet it when pink floyd sing everyone you meet mm. Mm. <laughs> yes yes i love it yeah i'm feeling and pl that wraps up play one as well and it's the first sign that these space bros ain't nice yeah so we it's can... really like a thematic closing of a story loop yeah the burning helicopter over the heartbeats is like the sinking feeling is the first play of dark side of the moon has not worked it has not quelled yeah. the the attack from these aliens <laughs> they are still enraged so yeah it's not looking good um yeah, yeah we start playthrough two is the ha white house is like being evacuated everyone's getting out uh we also see the first lady is also being evacuated from where she is she's on like the opposite side of the country i believe um the over on the west coast uh, yeah she's in la somewhere yeah and she's being us ushered into a helicopter to safety um and there are people partying up on the rooftops 
like he- being like welcome aliens uh it's very like strong y2k energy from these mm. parties like a very 90s feeling party for sure where everyone's like dressed in like weird hats i feel like this is where they'd be breaking out the like 1996 equivalent of the 2000s classes if they had access to them you know yeah or oh. glasses that say aliens are cool and your eyes go through the two o's and cool that works yeah there we go perfect yeah <laughs> you're hired gareth in my new year's Eve <laughs> yes company. oh yeah i forgot <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a billion years ago we talked about you owning new year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> nah that was like the top of the show man it's fine we're just yeah. trapped in an eternity within this <sighs> podcast it's a never-ending one we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep recording uh for 24 hours yeah <laughs> and then and then release Wait, whatever me? comes out so yeah <laughs> hope you got material for that because that's what i signed on for uh yeah we got oh Bre- no <laughs> uh yeah so breathe is playing over the everyone being ushered to safety and it's very enjoyable um any any you know my stance on breathe with any kind of airplanes or flying it's just mm. a, that works for me even even in a disaster scenario yeah, yeah. you know it, it works uh we've got but unfortunately for me, we've got other flying entities here as breathers playing and they are not as friendly they are not as attuned no. attuned to the groove as i am uh and so they <laughs> open up their little ports and at the bottom of the ship above these big monuments and everyone's transfixed by the light that is emitted underneath these spaceships is like big blue glowy lights very good honestly these effects are good Mm. um the ships themselves look a bit shoddy and a bit blurry and not that great but um i feel like the they got this part of the movie right the the big laser firing sequence you know is done pretty well yeah yeah i think so um yeah uh, we get a sh- some little bit of information on the presidential plane uh, as Jeff Goldblum's still looking at his little timer and it reaches zero over the keyboard trill. I don't know if he says checkmate here, but he probably does. He says checkmate a whole bunch of times calling back to that one chess game yeah. he played against his dad. Um, but sh- <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know why that became like the saying in this movie, but it definitely did. Um and yeah, the ships across the world simultaneously fire their lasers uh, uh, blasts at these uh, big monuments around the world. Presumably, we only really see American monuments being destroyed, but I assume many others were. I don't think they showed them in the movie to <laughs> stop, like, because you probably couldn't get away with that. <laughs> I don't know. Just destroying worldwide well, that's monuments. Interesting. Because two years later, Armageddon comes out and has this most like this like, scene where they blow up the Eiffel Tower. Wow! And it's like such a weirdly fetishized shot of it happening, and it feels really like Ugh. gross and weird that it's just like, yeah, look at it go! Wow! So yeah, this is definitely the more tasteful version of Armageddon, and <laughs> yeah, like you feel bad that this is happening. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that the Independence Day had like some restraint in terms of their destruction of mm. uh, historical monuments. So yeah, but yeah, that lesson was clearly unlearned a few years later. Oh well. Did Fox yeah. make uh, Armageddon as well? Do you know? Oh, 
Um, I, I'm going to quickly type, but I can never, I can't spell Armageddon. I also can't spell independence. So this oh, may yeah. take a while. I always end up writing independence, like a, a, a dance for independence. That's the Armageddon you Expo. Know. This is still the Armageddon Expo. Oh no. Touchstone. It doesn't really say oh. if it was Fox or not. Well, there you go. Never Buena mind. Vista. Buena Vista. Walt Disney. Oh, Disney. Disney. Disney at it again. Which, so now they're both owned by the same big yeah. mouse. Now we can have, now we can have the, the Independence Day Armageddon crossover that everyone's been begging for. We get Bruce in there. <laughs> yeah. We get, uh, we get Will back. We get Jeff Goldblum and another character that's in one of the movies and they're all here yeah and ready to save the world from aliens and the big meteor that they've summoned which i believe is what armageddon's about <laughs> you yeah know. let's get day after tomorrow when there as well they have to stop oh, some global warming like a big flood yeah man day after tomorrow yeah. that's that was such a weird but there's like a really extended sequence in day after tomorrow it's set in like a in the natural history museum i think and I think about yeah. that a lot. It's just like the whole world gets frozen over, but if there's a really long sequence in a museum in that movie. <laughs> That's all I care about. Um. Yeah. Day After Tomorrow, same director as this, by the way. Like, oh, wow. it is just kind of, he wanted to make this again, but make it a little yeah. more worried and like modern. He has the technology for all these cars flying up and getting destroyed and all he had to do was get uh, james cameron on the phone and he's like if you you can know about water right uh <laughs> if we could just get so if you could do some water for me uh draw some of that in there and i can use the same cars getting flung about a lot again it'll be perfect yeah no one will know people will buy it it's fine yeah thanks james <laughs> <laughs> see you at golf tomorrow um <laughs> But yeah, the, the they all fire the, the shots and the lasers and all these things explode. It looks really cool. And there's a big explosion, a wave of fire that erupts, destroying everything in its path. Um, yeah, very devastating. Yeah, we see the presidential plane taking off very comically as there's an, a massive explosion like directly behind it. Behind it. Um, very funny <laughs> to me that how close this plane is to getting destroyed. Yeah yeah and we see we also see that like this is followed again by the most like hokey shit ever we see J with jasmine um will smith's wife here uh well future wife uh and their son uh, in their car like driving down this tunnel away from the the danger and the, this explosion just comes for them and they run to safety to the safety of this like maintenance hatch at the side of the tunnel and they get in there and then they like call out for the dog and then action hero <laughs> yeah. style this dog this labrador just like runs jumps from car to car and like the worst green screen i've ever seen and like leaps to safety through this maintenance hatch uh hilarious i love that this is in the movie but you can't kill a dog in this movie at no. all no way no one's ready will smith will eventually have a dead dog in Iron Legend, but the world ain't ready yet, okay? They aren't. They just, we want Will Smith's nah. dog to be alive, and and we get it here. It's a, it's a superhero dog 
that should have been the one to destroy the aliens. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so and then, bad. and then, and then, and then, yes. it cuts to July third as yes. the title sequence. Right when the on the run crash happens, yeah, it's so beautiful, perfect. This whole explosion, this whole explosion, has taken place to on the run, and it has ended exactly when on the run crashes. Something you and I have been like, we've been thirsty for this to sync with something. Yeah, man, we've been in the mines, hoping for a sync with this crash, and we got it, baby. We Finally. Got it finally yeah it's perfect it's like i was so yeah. happy i took a lap gareth i'd started i paused the film yeah. pause the music later on i'd have to put that back together with my with a bit of maths and ingenuity but it was worth it to take a victory lap around my flat all right <laughs> because finally <laughs> yeah we got that on the run sink that we crave so badly oh great stuff it was so tasty mm yes july 3rd also not independence day if you check the calendar we're not there yet. so you know you've got another two days of story (laughs) you listeners have another two full days of listening to this podcast yeah i kind of wished that like in spite of this fantastic sync that we got if each of the days that this movie took place on uh was like broken up by one playthrough of the album that would have been great as well yeah that would have been awesome yeah but no worth it for this this explosion sequence taking place over on the run and culminating in this beautiful sink so it's absolutely Mm. fantastic we get like a small shot of the statue of liberty liberty decapitated in the water uh as a prelude to planet of the apes and um (laughs) we got uh (laughs) russell and uh is back we get we get to see him and miguel and the and the other children that he cares for i still don't understand this relationship uh i think that he's supposed to be their dad but he looks nothing like them it's amazing i feel like he's like a stepdad who then the mum isn't really around anymore and he just still hangs so. out he's like a like kind of like josh from clueless Oh god, that's really bleak. Honestly, though, this is a dark future for for clueless Josh. <laughs> oh no, oh, I didn't mean it like. Sorry, I mean like he's just you know maybe he was there like stepbrother or something, but he still hangs out because he's got nowhere else to go. But yeah. I also like the idea that Josh from Clueless had a very crazy like <laughs> one year in between these two films. <laughs> he became a drunk pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I would love that. I would love that if, if if it wasn't played by the the triple the triple threat R here, and it was just played by old mate, what's his name, from oh god, clueless. My mind has completely been destroyed. I don't. What know. you mean, Paul Randall Rudy Rudd? Paul Randall Rudy Rudd. I wish it were him in this role. Yeah. If he just played a drunk pilot, get him as a drunk pilot in any movie. Yeah. Please. Be so good. Um. Yes. Anyway, we're getting the clocks going off as they tend to do after on the run, and we see that the camper van park has been abandoned, and that's like not at all a sink after that tasty sink that we just had. But it's fine. I'm still sad. Yeah. I'm still sated and satisfied from that. Yeah, and we get one. like a lot of doom and gloom kind of during these dread drums of on the run. So I'm happy. Oh with that. yeah, it's like yeah, we're seeing the like destruction across the cities. It's like mm. gone full Mad Max out here now after everything's been wiped out by this big alien explosion. Uh, very few survivors. Uh, 
we see that we hear from uh the general guy that the the helicopter with the first lady has been lost contact so she's presumed dead tragic um yeah the president's feeling really cut up about this whole thing because he was like oh we should have evacuated the cities earlier but i wanted to try my helicopter plan um but yeah didn't end up working out he's caused the lives cost cost the lives of so many people as Mm. president and that's that's a feel bad you know yeah (laughs) that's a bad day that's a real bad day on july 3rd you know Mm. mark it (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah we we do see that uh jasmine and her son have survived the explosion with their sweet maintenance hatch escape i don't think we see the dog ever again but presumed alive uh yeah the dog hangs out for a bit goes and becomes mad max's dog maybe at <laughs> yeah. some point like just out there in the in the wilderness um <laughs> but yeah she's she's doing her own thing like trying to get her son through the she is a whole different experience in this movie uh like surviving the wastelands of like an alien invasion attack you know yeah. that's like a whole different thing that's happening that i wish was explored more it's great yeah this film could have easily become like a anthology show that just follows different characters going yeah. about their lives as this happens that would have been cool yeah like a yeah. sort of like found footage cloverfield style version of independence day where yeah. we get people on the ground and their experiences when an alien invasion is happening in the background that'd be quite interesting yeah it would also be great like a character who doesn't realize it's happening yeah that'd be sweet hmm just like will smith type here who's just like he never <laughs> never picks up the never goes to get the paper and just spends all day inside while the alien invasion happens <laughs> yeah it's just like, it's oh, like man yeah. these earthquakes yeah woof. this is a real big earthquake <laughs> <laughs> looks outside and there's just a wall of fire yeah yeah you know uh gosh um we're in time now going to a time playthrough two uh and they're planning a counter-attack at marines yeah. hq uh will smith's getting ready to be deployed in the jet and he's with his friend jimmy who was talking to him earlier at the locker room about being an astronaut or not getting accepted to nasa etc and they have a tradition where they will smoke a big old fat cigar if the mission is successful once they get back home when the fat lady sings is what they say um mm. that's that's what they're excited to do um but I, that's what happens it's great they got this huge cigars <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't get the payoff of, for them for a little while and you know uh, who else likes to have a cigar <laughs> pink floyd <laughs> that's pink right Floyd love to have a cigar famously on the album after this one they have one yeah in fact they the- wait until or battles all over to have a cigar because they don't have the cigar until after they've finished playing the soundtrack to this movie they're in on this tradition with jimmy and and captain steven yeah i do love that will smith's character's name is captain steven by the way i think that's really funny as well yeah yeah (laughs) it just does not suit him no super doesn't although neither does really the name will smith like he's too cool for that name yeah i think will smith's a very cool name and I think That's it was made common... cool by him. I don't know. I don't know. That's like, my take anyway. did you ever read um, read the three D illustrated novel, not novel, picture book, Web Willie in fi- Cyberspace? 
I did not. Tell me about it though. What please. you didn't read Web Willy in Cyberspace? No, Gary. I, I had like um the... potentially the only person who has. <laughs> <laughs> I had the picture book um, Web Willy in Cyberspace before my family got the internet. That's wow. how <laughs> important Damn. this book was. So, so hold it up. was a yes. Web, web Willy is is like related to the World Wide Web then. Yeah. Okay. So he. I'm not going to Google anything. I'm going entirely by memory. He Sweet. goes into the internet. He wears a cool costume. And when he's in the internet, you get to put on your 3D glasses and look that at the illustrations. Sense. Yep. But um, outside of the internet, he's just plain old Willie Smith. And oh, I remember man. my dad and I reading that when we were, when I was a kid. I was going to say when we were kids. <laughs> during that brief point during that brief point when my dad got Benjamin Button disease. Yeah. Um, Young dad. And my dad stopping the book and going, huh, like Will Smith. Yeah. And that was when I realized Will Smith is such a common name. There you go. Even, even the man is too Web, cool. Even Webb Willie has the same name. Yeah. That's how common it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's great. Oh, my God. I would love to for you to find that copy of Webb Willie in the World Wide Web or whatever it was. Because <laughs> that's just amazing. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Do you think Will Smith... I like to think Will Smith doesn't spend that much time on the internet. I don't and think he does. I'm pretty nah. sure he's sworn off the internet in general. And it's probably entirely because there's already a Will Smith on that internet and it's Web Willy in cyberspace. Yeah. There you go. It's taken. It's like Hollywood rules. He'd have to change his name. To... Yeah. <laughs> he'd, have to, he'd have to actually change his Twitter handle to Web Willy in cyberspace. I think... <laughs> In order to get yeah. on, in order to be allowed back on the internet, you know, it's the rules. He's got a, there are shoes that he has to fill. And if he doesn't, well, he's not up to the challenge. So nah. he's got to, got to stay home and read books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Ah, uh. uh. um, yes. So cigars, etc. Um, they're, yeah, they're cool. There's, they launch into the mission uh, and they launch their missiles at the ships and it doesn't work. They hit the sh big shields that the alien ships obviously have. They've got these huge like reflecty shield things over them and it's not very good. Uh, mm. I, I've written that there's a ballet of jets in the air now as they sort of maneuver around uh, launching their attacks. Uh and the, it works for me any kind of like dog fighting flying and stuff is is going well with some pink floyd so i'm excited because yeah all these little ships little fighter ships erupt out of the big flying saucers and they come in and attack they're like x-wing equivalents i guess the bad guys little fighter ships mm. and there's a big fight that happens and they're getting absolutely creamed getting destroyed out there everyone's dying it's no good uh Jimmy and uh, and Captain Steven split off from the group and go down into like a little canyon, um, and they are evading. But Jimmy does this weird maneuver where he's like, "I'm just gonna bank at a hundred, like as as fast as this plane will go. I'm gonna decide to go straight up in the air and just destroys his own body with G-force. I'm pretty sure is what happens here. Yeah." uh it's really awful and then yeah he gets shot and killed by the aliens uh it's a weird maneuver that a practice hmm. pilot would do but uh yeah it's <laughs> anyway poor jimmy he doesn't get to yeah. have a cigar um 
sadly not he'll i guess we'll see him in the next album or i don't know see you later mate see You're him right. on the dark side of the moon yeah we'll see you on the dark side of the moon jimmy uh but also meanwhile while this is happening all the air bases around the world are being attacked by these little fighter pl- fighter planes that have all come out all the alien ships are zooming in and attacking the yeah. planes that are on the ground and so there's not a lot that gets saved here <laughs> all the munitions basically get destroyed it's not looking good um but captain steve is doing some like pod racing shit down in this canyon i don't know where he's meant to be right now but um it's weird that he's flying a fighter jet in the canyon to begin with yeah just trying to do some avoidance yeah he yeah manages to evade this fighter quite successfully and then blocks its view with his parachute which he deploys out the back of the jet which i assume jets have um because he has a spare one later but uh yeah yeah and, and like tricks it into hitting the top of this ledge and getting destroying the ship partially stopping it from flying anyway and yeah he manages to eject out of his ship just before it explodes uh against the cliff face it's lucky the alien ship wasn't wasn't destroyed in this maneuver as well because it's pretty important that that the alien survives here uh but anyway yeah uh but yeah i do love this little sequence of him like walking up to the alien ship like yelling abuse at it (laughs) and then like (laughs) oh cracking open the pod and seeing this little like alien face and fucking socking him in the face (laughs) like punching an alien in the face is such a good good vibe it's such a great thing yeah um and he's like yeah he he yells out (laughs) it looks real satisfying he yells out welcome to earth which is so good and then yeah he's like sitting on top of this alien spacecraft after punching an alien in the face and he's like now's the time i'm gonna light my stogie up (laughs) lights his little cigar and i mean fair enough like there you go yeah he says he does, delivers a second one-liner as you as you say is tradition for Will Smith, and he says that's what I call a close encounter. Amazing <laughs> stuff. Oh, got him! This poor yeah. alien. Not only has his ship been destroyed, but he's been destroyed emotionally. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, we get into um, money, and Jasmine is like got a, like a little truck where she's picking up survivors, doing her little thing like the furiosa of the desert picking up people and saving them uh good times yeah. uh david is still in this presidential plane and getting ear sick up here uh, jeff goldblum boy uh and his ex-wife comes over to thank his dad for coming in with the info <laughs> it's a weird little interaction there being like ah thanks for using your weird little technology to triangulate my position in the white house thanks for that um uh so the next stage is the president's discussing a nuclear strike on the aliens because they sort of run out of options at this point and david overhears this because he's sick in the plane and he's like ah oh, you'll cause nuclear winter you'll kill you'll doom literally everyone on earth if you do this because the world will follow suit of what america does uh they will fire their yeah. nukes as well and just plunge the earth into a nuclear winter which is bad it's not a good plan um but that's sort of a last resort move um so yeah 
and the dad uh david's dad comes in and is like now gosh like shouldn't you be more prepared you bloody assholes you had all this time from area 51 and roswell do you don't you remember and there's like people are exchanging looks like oh my god like this guy oh the conspiracy there's a conspiracy <laughs> theorist aboard this presidential plane all right and then the secretary of defense gets a real sheepish look on his face mm. and he's like well actually <laughs> actually area 51 it's all true baby <laughs> just, just wild i love it that area 51 is real in independent states very good yeah um, so the army were going to let them film in real bases and stuff but then they pulled out when they f- heard the script reference to area 51 fair enough suspicious (laughs) i mean they probably didn't want like the circulation of area 51 is real and aliens are real to go around because that's so annoying man (laughs) they must be so (laughs) frustrated out at roswell with all that shit still going on like yeah that must be like serious military emails they get oh it'd be the worst yeah Oh, but anyway, um, so yeah, it's real. And that's where they're headed to now aboard the presidential plane. It's kind of wild that it was kept secret from the president if it was real, Mm. but yeah. Uh, yes. Hilarious. Um, we got, we cut to Captain Steve who's dragging the alien, uh, across the desert with, (laughs) towards Roswell, I think, with, uh, his little, (laughs) like the aliens wrapped up in the parachute yeah um and he's yeah he's taking him all the way you see his little like dangly tentacles it's hilarious <laughs> and he gets picked up um this by... like beautiful oh sorry no 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 you go this beautiful salt um desert that he's in as well like yeah. looks amazing and like also led to will smith getting a lot of sunburns on his lower legs because the oh. salt would reflect up onto his legs through ah his yeah that's awful god ow yeah but when he yells like so furiously about what is that smell that was apparently improvised because he was just so angry getting burned up in that stinky salty desert the smell of his cooking legs (laughs) yeah fuck that's the real smell oh god that's bleak (laughs) but anyway he's picked up by um old mate russell and his army of caravans (laughs) who are just (laughs) rolling in uh hilarious and they um we go we cut now to area fucking 51 here we are i do love the and it's weird straight into us and them which in my notes i've written is the alien national anthem so the next time we've got <laughs> with the previously we had everyone freaking out and now we've got we're inside area 51 we're at the introduction of that stage of the the space opera that is independence day mm. so there yeah. you go um I, I love the decor in area 51 it's all like <laughs> red and white and like everything's very like there's big glass panels that slide it's like a star trek set it's very enjoyable um, yes for sure there's all these dudes in like full-on hazmat uh white surgical suits and they're wandering around because they're dealing with the alien stuff you know um so good uh and yeah there's a line about the president why wasn't the president informed and the general's just like two words son plausible deniability (laughs) it's like whoa okay 
Yeah. And they've been paying for it by, like, overcharging the government for cheers and staplers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's, Why it's, not? It's kind of a fun gag, honestly. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Also, the head scientist here, played by um, Brent Spiner, uh, perfectly cast and made up in this movie. He's got the big, wild, crazy Doc Brown here, which yeah. is like ideal for the head of area 51 to have of course he's like a cartoon character just in this movie um yeah very good he describes like the next thing that he wants to show them is the hot tamale or the big tamale i think he (laughs) says which is so good and it turns out to be one of these bloody fighter like alien ships from the spacecraft it's one of the same ones that they had but um it's the one that crashed at roswell area 51 there you go um, yeah, and so they've bloody known about this for 60 odd years or around thereabouts right and yeah so i feel like they should have maybe seen this coming right it's the same ships that are now <laughs> invading uh yeah it's it's problematic that they have kept this a secret in this movie <laughs> yeah it's doomed like, the guess... lives of millions <laughs> Yeah, it all happens really fast, I guess, but it's like, you know, you still have enough time to be like, oh, yeah, we've seen this before. Yeah. Let's, I don't know, chuck one of its old ships at it. See what happens. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the ship's starting to, like, wake up again because the aliens are back, so that confirms that it's, like, one of the same ones, so they're getting it to work. They also have the the specimens of the aliens uh, stored in little pods, like, rotting away. Uh, these are the ones that crashed on Earth back in the day. Um, so maybe this is all just a revenge plot from, from the aliens after, like, losing some of their own here on Earth. After, Ooh. You know? It's all our fault, because they crashed on Earth. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to do a cocoon and come back and rescue them. Oh! But <laughs> they're not very good at using their technology, and they've just had it to blast. Man, instead. yeah. This is what happens if you don't, if you don't get a amicable cocoon situation with the aliens mm. you know this is a cautionary tale <laughs> just got to get the olds involved they'll they'll help yeah. the, help it along right they're good boys good good folks yeah. if it had been an old president we would have all been fine <laughs> that's the real lesson that's why we've only had old presidents for yeah. so long because we look we're hoping for a cocoon situation <laughs> when the aliens finally invade oh my god okay um yes but anyway they're hoping that david can help them out um with some more of his technological savviness because he was able to to decode the old binary countdown from earlier and he was like this is not the same thing (laughs) these are aliens (laughs) i don't know anything about them (laughs) but anyway uh meanwhile captain steven rolls up on area 51 with his alien in the back of a ute (laughs) and he's like let me in and the the people on guard are like oh shit that's an alien and you go sir <laughs> uh and yeah we find out that um the defenses of america are down to 15 percent of what they once were after the onslaught by the aliens which is insane that they managed to destroy yeah. so much uh very tragic uh, uh, over the over the lines uh the old man died played over this and it's like oh yeah mm. there we go yeah. just before just before we hit into any color you like of course um 
uh, yeah, the president realizes that the the world is being exterminated by these bloody alien scum, and uh, the captain is like fairly stressed out. Captain Steve, he's wanting to go back to his base and find his future wife, hoping that they haven't been destroyed by aliens. <laughs> but no, unfortunately, yeah. the base is completely destroyed. As part of they're part of the eighty five percent that got completely wrecked. Uh, so it's not looking good. Uh, but luckily we cut to Jasmine who is still out in the, in the city saving people. Uh, and I believe this is where she discovers the, um, president's wife, the first lady out in yeah, the, the, first lady out in the wilderness here and saves her. So that's cool. She's all good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they just have sort of a pleasant chat out in the wilderness, uh, talking about, uh, how the relationship between Jasmine and Captain Steven here, it's all good. Just nice times. And the first yeah. lady's like, you recognize me as the first lady? It's like, yeah, well, I voted for the other guy, so it was a bit awkward. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm glad that this is in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It does feel like we made sure we weren't watching the extended version. Yeah. But there's so many scenes where you're like, okay, kind of like I would, nice, yeah. but... I don't know. <laughs> so weird that Need it's here. It? Just the fact that it takes 19 yeah. minutes to get to Will Smith is like, it made me feel like an extended edition, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll keep, oh. we'll keep on soldiering on. Uh, we got brain damage playing as the alien autopsy begins with this live specimen that's been brought back. They cut into its like little armored catapus, uh, but it comes to life mid-surgery. Uh, mm. we see it's little like it's got little like reflective eyes which is kind of a weird touch for an alien but I, I like it it's very scary yeah and it communicates like psychically through the doctor uh by like holding him up to the window of this observation room um and talks through him which is really spooky uh and great the alien design is pretty cool as well they've got these like cool yeah. backwards legs you know, very like Trifford like. It's very fun. Um, yeah, they look good. Yeah, they were apparently presented by with two alien designs, and they just took their favorite parts and put them together. Oh, okay, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tracks with this whole film. Yeah, it does. It feels like an amalgam, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the communicating through the voice of the Doctor, it like uh, demands that he gets released and sent back, uh, and tells them that there's never going to be peace between the aliens and earth. It's just like, they don't, they're not going to agree to any kind of peace. And Mm. the president's like, well, what do you want us to do? And he's like, die. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks aliens. Yeah. Cheers for that. Great stuff. Um, so yeah, (laughs) aliens confirmed evil here. Uh, and over this, when this happens, we cut to the little um, vocal indent in um, Brain Damage where it says, I can't think of anything to say. <laughs> Which is, yeah, <laughs> how do you follow that one? Like, mm. all right, <laughs> I guess that's how it goes. Uh, oh my God, my notes have gotten absolutely destroyed here. Uh, typically, as I'm writing notes, they go really fast and sometimes they get butchered by autocorrect. But my eclipse note Uh-oh. here 
is just like indecipherable it says that the president's moon is attacked and i don't think that's correct um i think yeah his mind gets attacked i think is what this is supposed to be oh yeah and he like gets shown visions of them like parasitically destroying planets and that's what the aliens mo is that's what they're all about but Mm. of course the the people around him spring into action and fill this alien full of lead taking it out you will you will be the one who dies alien take that'll show you um great and the after seeing (laughs) this uh it's time the president has decided that he wants to nuke them it's like that's the next move as we move into the end of the playthrough two of the album going into playthrough three gareth the heartbeats as he gives the order yes yes i will say this playthrough not as strong as playthrough one but no i think i've got good feelings about playthrough three i reckon playthrough three they're gonna be real nice to us oh i hope so uh it starts up with a little <laughs> argument between david and his ex-wife uh he says that he never he's like having like a mental breakdown because the world's about to end mm. Because they're going with the nuclear option, which he warned everyone against. So he's certain that everyone's going to die, which is pretty awful. Um, and he's yeah. yeah, he's saying what he always wanted to say to his ex-wife. He says that he never stopped loving her, but that wasn't enough for you, was it? It's like, oh, goodness me. Um, and Captain Stevens also in a, in a bleak state. He thinks his uh, future wife is, is out there dead somewhere and his home is destroyed and it's not looking good. But he resolves to go and look for her he steals a helicopter and there's a guy who like levels a gun at him and he's like you're not gonna shoot me man the world is ending and the guy's like yeah all right (laughs) see you later you can have a helicopter (laughs) it's not like we're down to 15 percent of our uh, of our munitions or anything but you go ahead sir oh uh (laughs) anyway they, they launched the nuclear attack over breathe we've escalated again to stealth bombers now uh previously we yeah. had the dog fighting uh jets and now we've got stealth bombers rolling in over breathe this is the most the most silent of breaths gareth over breathe oh yeah <laughs> they're ready to <laughs> drop a nuke on this on this big ship and they give the order but and it hits the target and it's great if all the visuals are knocked out after this attack and they're like oh yeah we got him we can't see it in the cloud it's gone it's gone we did it but no it's still there hanging in the sky oh it's awful i think we get into on the run as that happens yeah yeah uh and we've got it's kind of like it's a bummer of a scene because it's just like oh again the planes shooting things didn't really work yep same thing again and this time with a nuke which presumably like started the launching of nukes across the globe according to what david theorized right other people probably tried this as well and caused a huge amount of nuclear fallout which is never addressed again by the way um (laughs) yeah maybe they didn't maybe they saw it didn't work and they were like oh phew yeah maybe the alien pushed their nukes back down yeah maybe the alien shield like neutralized the nuclear blast somewhat and didn't cause widespread death uh (laughs) one can only hope uh but yeah anyway we cut to the the helicopter where old mate captain steven has discovered the survivors his wife out here in the wilderness amazingly miraculously yeah 
and he, yeah, he rescues them. It does even co- coincide with a chopper noise within on the run, uh, mm. which I like. Him rolling in. So that's pretty good. That's a nice wee sink there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, the first lady has been rescued and is now in, like, a hospital bed, but she's bleeding internally and will die, <laughs> which is awful. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. It's, they go to all this trouble to save her, only to have this, like, heart-wrenching goodbye scene with the president and his daughter just having to say goodbye to the mother. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, mm. she just she just dies in a hospital bed over um, uh, the crash coincide. The crash on the run doesn't coincide with anything except them, like, seeing each other, <laughs> basically. Um, and yeah. then the, the clocks and time... Uh, coming in as we see the shot of the president's daughter <laughs> like just be- being hit in the face with the uh the knowledge that everyone dies yeah which is what time's about by the way yeah um pretty much and also it's like that is a that is a big awakening much like what clocks usually do for you exactly clocks. she says is mummy sleeping now oh. <laughs> it's awful uh yeah Seems to know what's up there. Doesn't need Pink Floyd to tell her. Uh, but there we go. Uh, yeah. We fade to black on this. And it, here we are. The day is here, Gareth. Mark it on your calendar. It's Independence Day, baby. July 4th. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and it opens with uh, with David's dad just rolling around Area 51. They've got full clearance to do kind of whatever, I think. Um, yeah. And David's here just drunk off his ass destroying property yeah making a mess yeah he's sick of this end of the world thing he's so angry (laughs) and he's drunk and fair play uh but his dad comes over and consoles him and is like oh you'll be all right i've talked to him a little bit about faith and it's lovely um Mm. and he says now get up off that concrete floor i don't want you to catch a cold and hearing this david has a jimmy neutron brain blast it he just comes up with an ingenious plan through the largest logical leap in history i believe um he's oh my gosh yeah uh, he explains this a little bit later when he gets everyone around the the big ship here that, that they have captured and he says well a cold catching a cold that's like a virus and you know what could save the day goddamn computer virus the the cold of computers <laughs> what <laughs> and that's yeah that's, his dad came up with that great idea gareth ingenious amazing yeah. well okay are you aware of a film radio play hoax tom cruise film called war of the worlds i am aware of the radio yeah. play hoax tom cruise from war of the worlds yes great soundtrack. Well, in the film radio play tom cruise film hoax war of the worlds the aliens are defeated by germs that's and true it's an amazing beautiful um spoilers irony that their technology couldn't protect them from something as simple as germs yeah this is just that but they it's a computer virus because it's the 90s yeah and it's not as clever no but it uh, and it doesn't tip its hat to being like oh it's like in this old 
film radio play hoax tom cruise film it's yeah just, exactly yeah oh it's shockingly bad this this yeah. whole plan is hilarious it's the dumbest thing <laughs> and the execution of the plan is almost as glorious as this sequence honestly like we it's seeing it unfold before our eyes is just oh it's just so silly and so 90s and just a fun time gareth i'm so yeah. happy to have to have viewed it war of the worlds tom cruise film etc takes itself far too seriously by comparison so there yeah. you go uh goodness me <laughs> but yes the computer virus plan they're gonna put the computer virus in this little ship um and dock with the spaceship uh because the ship has is now working obviously because the aliens are in range finally so plan is fly this thing to space inject a computer virus into the mainframe of the alien ship using windows 95 and then <laughs> uh we use that to break down their systems and control of the their ships on the ground uh, on around earth's surface and attack them directly with the remaining 15 percent of the forces that the america has and also hopefully the rest of the world will help out as well um that's the yeah. plan that david has put together and everyone's like yeah that sounds great <laughs> yeah uh because that's yeah that's sort of all they have left at this point is listening to david um yeah we get uh captain steve coming in and volunteering for this dangerous space mission because he's always wanted to be an astronaut as we remember um mm. so he's gonna go into space and they take away the little clamps underneath the ship to prove that it flies and it's just hovering under its own power and a very uh david s pumpkins line um our boy says any questions <laughs> it's great <laughs> um but yeah we go into great gig now as um the president decides now is the time to fire his secretary of defense he calls him a sniveling weasel which is awful <laughs> yeah uh very nasty he's apparently of- I feel like you don't want to lose any staff at this point in an alien invasion. I feel like you, even if you don't no. like someone or they've made some bad calls, I don't think you need to fire anyone right now. You sort of need everyone you have. Wouldn't be making rash managerial decisions right now. Yeah. Interestingly, this is apparently based on what they wanted to tell a producer on the last film that the director worked on. Wow. So it's just like... Or a- that they did say. It was just... It's just some, like, weird Hollywood beef injected into this movie then. Yeah, it's a bit of life fan fiction they decided to have. Great. It serves literally no purpose and shouldn't have been in the film. Calling it here. (laughs) Uh, Not a director. I don't work in Hollywood, but yeah, this is pointless. Yeah. (laughs) It it only serves to obfuscate the point of the film. Uh, So, anyway. I do like the next sequence, though, and that's everyone getting on the bloody Morse code and talking Mm. around the world, sending out the signal that the Americans have this plan and and the world is responding. They're like, sounds great. We've got got (laughs) no plan, so cool. We'll do whatever you want. Um, And so, yeah, the world comes together for for their future Futurama going to happen. Um yeah launching a counter-offensive against the aliens gareth that's the plan um they also don't have enough pilots because all the pilots are bloody dead to the explosion (laughs) oh yeah what a terrible circumstance don't worry cut to russell (laughs) hearing about the job 
old drunken Russell, you wondered how he was going to be involved in the film. Well, here you go. He gets his yeah, shining light. Um, he volunteers for the old gig, and we get a bit of a sequence of him like drinking Irish coffee at the orientation to <laughs> orientation to fly, flying a fighter jet <laughs> to fight aliens, which. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like john c mcginley or whoever it is has to run who is this guy he's in um firefly i can't remember his name oh this is uh patrick baldwin adam baldwin oh okay he's a the bald one who's not a bald one uh the uh, adam baldwin the non-baldwin baldwin got it yeah yeah love this guy um yeah he plays like a generic army guy here who yeah for sure but yeah he's he's great uh he's doing this seminar and <laughs> old mate russell stands up and pledges his service he's very excited and he says oh and also i was abducted by aliens so it'd be nice to get some revenge <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay great let's put you behind the controls of a fighter plane excellent let's go mm. um there's a very quick uh marriage ceremony performed between uh jasmine and captain stephen with like a priest that they have on site or like a uh, just a military officer, I think, probably performing this ceremony, which I think is they're allowed to do. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, why not? It's great. Uh, David and uh, Constance show up as witnesses as well, and uh, she notices at this point that David never took off his wedding band and sort of falls in love with him again. Um, mm. Weird '90s shit, right there. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, we get into a bit of money and money solo uh, rolling in as the president is given his final speech gareth his rousing yeah. address to the nation about independence day and how remember independence day guys remember what that was all about well here we go america's got to do it a, a bloody again but this time we're fighting against aliens and the annihilation of earth baby let's go up in our planes let's fight for the world this time independence day woo that's the speech <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow i didn't realize you had the script open yeah <laughs> uh and yeah it's everyone bloody loves that speech because who wouldn't and um they're all cheering it's great it's good vibes yeah the president himself is gonna fly a plane as well because he was we it was established earlier that he's a pilot and he is gonna get amongst even though people at the start of the film said he was too young He's here to fly yeah. a plane and save the United States. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, there's a fair bit of tearful <laughs> farewells that play out between um, David and his family and Jasmine and and Captain Stephen. Everyone waves goodbye. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, they, they go on their merry way on this mission. Um, we get a fucking... So here in the ship... In the alien ship, David busts out his little laptop again with the cup holder and the disk drive. And on screen, Gareth, there's a little 2001 reference. I was shocked. Ooh. I was shocked to see Hell 9000, the little, uh, the little uh, AI computer from that movie, is here uh, <laughs> on his screen. I don't know why this is in the oh, film. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, he's the last person you want. Exactly. If you're going into space, right, you don't want HAL 9000 tagging along. He's going to ruin mm. the whole mission. <laughs> That's his yeah. whole plan. Has he seen the he movie? I missions. don't know. But anyway, Ugh. it's a little throwaway reference in this movie that is here, and it's so mm. strange, but it's great. Um, 
Uh, also, we get a rehash of the scene with Jimmy where David is now given a cigar, um, just like before. And he's like, not until the fat lady sings. So they have these cigars ready to go for when the mission is ready, finished. Yeah. Great. Uh, sweet. Go go into us and them and they start flying the ship. There's a really, really dumb sequence where the post-it note that with the controls of the ship's like layout is upside down on the console and so they accidentally crash backwards it's very silly um yeah but yeah they fly out into space and uh david gets air sick because of course he does he's in space he gets space sick yeah poor boy there's no air in space there's no air in space gareth in space there's a little triangular portal and then they're inside there's a bunch of like weird alien architecture as we're getting the piano refrain of us and them playing again here the final part of us yeah and them. we're assaulting the alien ship from within this is the cliff's notes version of the movie and here we are i feel like we've covered it right yeah we've got everyone stressing out about alien invasion we've got roswell area 51 and then within a spaceship assaulting it <laughs> from within here crazy that's it that's independence day <laughs> that's all you need yeah <laughs> um, see you on the dark side of the moon <laughs> um and yeah the, there's like the interior of the spaceship is like very strange uh i don't know who designed this or whatever but it's all like these weird towers and things there's an inverted pyramid made of technology uh looks great david deploys the virus <laughs> on his little computer there's a little skull and crossbones to tell us that it's a real virus uh a little ascii friend here the aliens don't know what yeah. to do because they don't have windows 95 in space um it hasn't reached them yet uh no. and it successfully <laughs> uploads to the mainframe of the old the old spaceship uh yeah it's yeah. <laughs> very silly but yeah they do that um they even close the little shutters so that the aliens can't see what they're doing in there because apparently they have control over that within the spaceship it's great um meanwhile back on earth all the pilots roll out and try to take down the ships the big ships by launching the the missiles at them but they don't work one of the missiles collides with the shield and they're like ah shit let's turn back mission Mm. failed but no the press is like nah i'm gonna try another one of my missiles <laughs> he's not given up just yet after one missile and i'm so glad that he didn't give up because it does it does work direct hit on the ship a5 uh take down the <laughs> battleship baby um yeah they so it's another dogfight now it's a huge space combat sequence that opens up uh, we cut between this and like the boys up in space that have been like clamped and can't escape even after deploying their virus. So they're yeah. just sort of trapped there. Uh, they do like a fun little hiding sequence behind the console because they think they're going to die up in space in an alien ship, you know. Um, and yeah, they uh, <laughs> we get uh, shots of like the bloody army folk and the um camper van people outside area 51 all running inside because they didn't think to go inside while this whole sequence was happening (laughs) i don't know why this is here but they sure get attacked just for added drama on the down on the ground oh hilarious yeah of course 
Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, behind the console of the little alien ship, they've decided that they aren't going to make it, and the boys light up their cigarette, <laughs> their cigars, <laughs> and have a have a little heart to heart. They're just like, ah, oh, yeah, here we go. Mm. The fat lady sure has sung, and we're sure did up in space. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the they back down on Earth. We go to um, the president launching a missile, trying to get a missile into the little. Uh, port that the laser shoots out of at the bottom of the big spaceship you know uh very star wars trying to yeah, shoot this missile the space bot. yeah the big space bot on the yeah. ship yeah very star wars here trying to get like a missile into a certain mm. location even though this is huge in comparison to the star wars death star scene but whatever um he fucks it up and shoots the like little uh aperture arm thing that comes down and so never mind it's not gonna work they can't destroy the ship that way but who should arrive but it's bloody russell uh he's actually sober for once because he had that coffee earlier earlier, and now he's doing okay and he's ready (laughs) because he's got a missile of his own that he wants to launch and they're like okay great and so they do some maneuvers and get him into position and russell he sacrifices himself gareth he drives he flies his plane straight into the path of the laser after it jams in his little ship yeah and he it's great he starts screaming at the aliens from inside his cockpit <laughs> um it's hilarious i'm glad he's off mic for this because he says um he, tell, he tells his children he's like tell my boys that i love them and then he just starts yelling abuse at these aliens as we get yeah, into yeah he's also trying he's also trying the will smith method of every single one liner he can think of yeah but it's a bit more frantic in that he's behind his, like, plane controls and trying to do this insane maneuver. Uh, so fair play to him mm. for them not landing. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so right as we get into Eclipse, like, th- is when he says goodbye to his boys. And then we get him shouting abuse as Eclipse is playing. And the the whole ship explodes. The laser fires and his bomb goes off. Oh, and yeah. it explodes on the, right on the final chord of Eclipse. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And as the, as the audio tails out for us, the ship is all exploding within and crashing into the earth. And we get yeah. shots of everyone celebrating inside the airbase. It's great. A fantastic it's, moment. Oh, Fan-bloody-tastic. Playthrough 3 has served us so well. Yes. Just, even if it's just for this. Premium. Lovely. Premium stuff. Yeah. Like, again on the, like, right on the buzzer, we've got a fantastic sync. We've got the on the run on the sync in Playthrough 2, and we've got this yeah. one, and it's like, oh, yeah. Hell yes. You know that scene you didn't like? That was actually just there to help the sync. Yep. There you go. They I'm had sorry. to pad it out just to get it there. <laughs> yeah. You know? They were thinking. They had the Floyd on in the editing bay. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. all right, boys, what can we do? We've got to put Hell 9000 in the movie. We'll get him in there. <laughs> we, just need a, we just need a little bit, a few more seconds just to pad it out so that it explodes right on the end of Eclipse, okay? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> poor Miguel. We cut to everyone celebrating inside the little airbase, right? And old mate from Firefly comes over, Baldwin is here and he's like your your dad's did a very brave thing boy yeah he sacrificed himself for the good of the world boy 
now this sucks i hate that this is in the movie i <laughs> yeah. feel like this is like a direct call out for like american kids being like ah your, your dad who's gone to war and he died well he was a brave brave man who did glorious things right i feel like it's direct army propaganda in this movie <laughs> like more yeah, for sure more oblique than like more obvious than any other thing <laughs> is this one scene yeah. with miguel just being like yeah my dad was a great man <laughs> he was a drunken crop duster who made poor decisions and was abducted by aliens yeah who crop when... dusted the wrong farm but oh. but listen when he joined the army man he became a hero okay <laughs> there you go yeah oh um yeah so david dave and steve up in space the boys <laughs> resign yeah. to their fates but as we get into the fourth play of the album they like they decide that it's all over and they launch their little bomb into the base with the timer on it and they're like okay we're gonna die here so that's the play but they managed to like mm. in, in launching it they managed to break away from the little clamp that was clamping them onto the ship and so they're like oh shit put the cigars out yeah <laughs> we've got time <laughs> so they frantically put those out and over breathe they're trying to escape the ship in a very dramatic scene um getting shot at by many dog many little uh fighter jet things alien jets chasing them down there's a narrow escape out of the like aperture of the docking bay and uh will smith yells out elvis has left the building <laughs> which again is a is a one-liner it's he doesn't have a second one to offer up here but it's fine well, well um jeff goldblum gives them the second one of the like thank you very much elvis impression oh does he oh my yeah. gosh i was i was See, busy they've, they've, busy they've synced now oh my god they've they've become one at the end of this film yeah oh my gosh. all will smith needed was a friend to do his second one-liners yeah that's why that's he always says two he was hoping for jimmy to be that friend but unfortunately he did that weird maneuver <laughs> <laughs> just died yeah oh, jimmy. very unceremoniously um yeah <laughs> shout outs to you jimmy uh and yeah, yeah. so the mother you're supposed to be played by matthew perry oh really wow that makes a yeah. lot of sense actually yeah and okay never, <laughs> never mind imagine if matthew perry was in independence day if he was up there yeah. on the poster dang could he be any less in independence day <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> oh no uh yeah so they managed to escape and then the mothership detonates behind them the little bomb does way more than they thought it would uh i think it was like a nuclear weapon i'm not entirely sure but it definitely blows up this alien yeah. ship in a huge blue explosion uh and yeah <laughs> they get hurtling towards earth and then like engulfed in the in the explosion and we don't see what happens to them so it's no good um yeah on the road we do see his... like after we've seen sorry after we've seen new york and the world explode to some on the run we now see the aliens world their big mm. capital spaceship explodes on the run and true it's nifty there we go that's a that's a cross uh, a yeah. cross play through sync yeah nice one. yeah um yeah so back into on the run as we uh yeah we're, we're back in area 51 as everyone's celebrating the president's back after his dog fighting he picks up his daughter and embraces her it's lovely um and they can't find mm. the boys but suddenly 
So they pick something up on the radar and they drive back across that salt desert location that they were at earlier. And <laughs> here they are, yeah, the boys. all sunburning their legs. Yeah, they're sunburning their legs out here. They're wearing their fighter pilot costumes that I don't think they were mm. wearing before. They've both got aviators on and they're smoking some cigars. Another pair of cigars that he has that they're just having a go at. They've been freshly lit so they could do this dramatic walk up. Um, they both get yeah. embraced by their partners. Uh, and yeah, it's great. There's a bit of, bit of back and forth about like cigars being bad for your health, but no one caring because it's the fucking end of the world. <laughs> yeah and yeah this is as we as we go into the fourth playthrough of this album there's a handshake between the president and and david they've made amends after this weird interaction <laughs> where like I, I forgot to cover this earlier but david once punched the president uh we got us we got yeah. past it but that's weird that that's another plot point in this movie they were like oh, it was before he was out of like a jealousy like and not man. trusting his wife yeah that nah. sucks no wonder he like i think that's the like impetus for their divorce right and that he thought that his yeah, wife was sure. with the president but really they just have a work relationship um oh it's it's messed up mm. so he bloody threw a punch but anyway david's like come full circle when they're friends now after this weird very weird uh interaction involving the end of the human race um and yeah they uh yeah they finish up the movie basically yeah there's not a lot more to say uh there's just positive vibes yeah one big thing to say is how does this film end james well, uh, it ends exactly on the on-the-run crash. It sure does. So we've got oh. Happy Fourth of July is what he says to his son as they look over at the spaceship burning in the background. Very bad CGI here. They look up into mm. the sky and they're like, ah, oh, I promised you, promised you fireworks, didn't I, son? As all these, like, meteors are streaking in overhead, all fall out from this massive alien spaceship explosion. Uh almost yeah. certainly dooming the earth uh, <laughs> here oh yeah yeah huge Doing amounts equal damage huge amounts of fallout from a massive ship not being very far away and being destroyed very close to the vicinity of the earth um definitely going to be ramifications from that but that's our final shot of the movie as we get right into the crash sound and on the run presumably sinking <laughs> up with the destruction of earth um and yeah, credits. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? How did it sink? Oh, that was a marathon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I feel like I have been the aliens <laughs> blasting myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa. But, mate, when it comes to the raw sinkage mm. of this film, you can't deny. It's like Will Smith's star power. <laughs> Like, Dude. the producers could try to cut it out, but it's here. It was out of control it's... how well this synced up, right? Like... Yeah. It was... Yeah, like, there were so many little parts of this movie that were completely unnecessary for it to be in the film. But, looking at, at the context of Dark Side and the Moon, Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> playing in the <laughs> background, it just... It just works! 
is there to to mm. make the big moments sync up it was there that was why they put in all these little silly things in the movie yeah you know and who i can't argue with that no I feel I feel like I've become a conspiracy theorist over the course of this podcast, Gareth. I feel like yeah. I feel like I'm gonna sound insane when I say this is our first ten out of ten film. Gareth. Uh Yeah. Yeah, Gareth. light that cigar, baby. That is a ten out of ten. <laughs> the fat lady is sung. This is yeah. a film that is designed to be synced up with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. And I don't think Pink Floyd got in the studio in the 70s and wrote their album to this film. Yeah. I think we'll figure out how it happened, but oh. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Maybe there was some kind of alien control situation, some kind of psychic Mm. energy from the future coming back to the boys in the Floyd. But yeah. That's the only the only logical explanation (laughs) for why all this synced up okay yeah why else could this film have been such a hit when it's so weird and long and and nihilistic (laughs) exactly it had to be because we were getting the runoff floyd vibes it had to be people heard something in the back of their consciousness something left over from 1973 gareth yeah just lurking in the depths and they were like hmm maybe this movie's okay yeah 33 years later, which, you know, vinyl comes in 33s. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that this is the the best time to be dishing out yeah. a 10 out of 10. That's it. Yeah. And the best part is, like, if someone gets two and a half hours into this podcast, they'll know we got a 10. Yeah. But I think I'm, maybe some people will probably jump out about the time Webb Willie in cyberspace comes up. No way. And they're just going to forever doubt how that 10 <laughs> happened. Listen, listen. If you don't become a conspiracy theorist listening to this podcast, if you get through this exact situation that us, the boys, have gone through watching uh, Independence Day sink to Dark Side of the Moon and you don't believe that it sinks, you're crazy. Yeah, you're the <laughs> conspiracy theorist believing in a fake law and order man <laughs> madness you, you're mad you're out of your mind yeah you gotta believe the truth is out gotta there. believe yeah and the truth oh. is in here in this podcast on in this satellite. podcast well yeah we've only bloody gone and done it gareth and <sighs> i'm so so proud of us yeah uh but i feel like <laughs> this is an app to end the podcast forever by the way if we wanted to do that <laughs> This is like an opportunity. I'm just bringing it up as a potential. Don't out. bring it up after. <laughs> don't bring it up after two and a half hours of me being locked in my cupboard recording. No. <laughs> bring it up after a fun time. Gareth, we're only allowed to end the show if we get a ten out of ten, and I have to. I've got to do my due diligence until the next ten out of ten. We have to keep going. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh. So. Are you still willing to do the show? Should we leave it on a cliffhanger? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Check if, your if, podcast. <laughs> if we were to return <laughs> next week, Gareth, what would we be watching? 
Well, we've got a lot of result from this big film, this mm-hmm. big podcast about a big album and a yeah everything's pointing to those three letters big so let's watch tom hanks and big ah yes tom hanks my boy the big boy yeah oh. the villain from the villain from you've got mail <laughs> yes let's see him let's see him again but see him when he's big all right yeah Gosh, I feel like the character in Big, like I've grown 30 years during this episode. That's exactly how I feel as well. And I love it. We should bring it to a close. And I I feel confident that we'll be back next week. But uh, if if not, so so long. (laughs) Yeah. And until who knows when, we might see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon Goodbye (laughs) (laughs) Nah, we'll definitely be back